Town Center, by Cincinnati Open Box Outlet, Glenway Avenue next to the Home Depot, by Del High Skyline Chili, it's Skyline Time, by NYPD Pizza, Foley Road, 513-347-6973, 347-NYPD, by Bearcat Storage, with two locations for all your storage needs, and by Del High Liquor Store, Del High Pike in Mount Alverno Road. Now, from UltimateSportsTalk.com, with your Lions football play-by-play. Here's Dave Mitchell on Z98. And a very pleasant good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Schuler Field here on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Chuck Murray, and this afternoon we have got Mount St. Joseph Lions football for you as the Lions are back home with a record of 4-0 on the year. They are also 1-0 in the Heartland Conference and on top of the conference in a four-way tie. Taking on the Defiance Yellow Jackets, the Yellow Jackets come in winless on the season at 0-4, and they are 0-1 in conference play. But that really doesn't mean a thing because this game has been on the schedule in red circle probably a dozen times since last year when the Lions fell up in defiance to the Yellow Jackets by a final score of 14-13. Chuck Murray with us here this afternoon, and Chuck... You remember last year's game like it was yesterday. It was just one of those games that there was no way the Lions were going to be able to win it. Yeah, they unfortunately had, you you know, we talked about injuries to the quarterback, and, uh, boy, it was just a really tough day for the Lions. Just couldn't get anything going offensively. Did have a couple opportunities late, had a penalty. I think we were first in goal, and they caught a late hit on us or something and backed us out of there, and we didn't score. And, uh you know, I think Defiance, uh, you know, they earned the victory, you know. So it's uh, like we said, we talked about, well, we can talk about excuses about, uh, you know, we didn't have this, we didn't have that. The scorebook and the, the record book shows L at Defiance 2021. Yeah, absolutely. Josh Taylor, the starting quarterback for the Lions, he had to leave that ball game because of a knee injury, and he would eventually be out for the next four games. And then Taylor, Tyler Prather came in, and he ended up being hurt. Our third-string quarterback missed the bus, so they had to go with Jake Taylor and Joey Newton at quarterback, and that was something that just was not, especially when you haven't had the opportunity to even practice it during the week. Yeah, that made it tough, and actually the third-string quarterback, he came up late on his own, but he didn't bring his equipment or anything, so, you know, it's great that he decided, hey, I overslept, I'm going to come up, but might have wanted to bring your equipment, they could have used him. Well... That final score last year was 14 to 13. The Lions coming into this one, they have won four, three actually games that have been exciting, and they've got four games coming in to this year with that record of four and zero oh on the year. They have beaten Baldwin Wallace here at home, 31-28. They went to Alfred, won that game, 43-37. Two weeks ago in the non-conference finale against Hope, they won 33-28, and then Manchester. Kept up with them out for a while last week. Chuck then got tired. That was enough. The Lions ended up winning at 55-20. to 20. Yeah, You know, for a while there, you know, they were moving the ball and doing some good things, running the football, and we were up 28-13 at half. But I, then I thought, you know, they decided to take the win in the fourth quarter. We had it in the third. We just we scored three touchdowns, and it was, it was all over at that point. You know, we talked about during that game, whether or not the Lions would take the ball to start the second half or take the wind, that's how big that wind was an advantage last week. And in talking with Tyler Hopperton, 
yesterday before the game. He said, yeah, we did get some conversation to that, whether to take the wind or the ball. Right, yeah, and again, some today it looks like it's a little bit of a factor, not too much, but last week it was a big factor, and I guess the Manchester coaching staff thought we're down 15, maybe we can possibly hang in there so we get the win in the fourth quarter but as I said we scored 21 points and it was it was all over 644 yards of accumulated total offense last week 373 yards through the year four touchdowns and 272 on the ground just an unbelievable offensive performance yeah we haven't uh, we didn't punt at all last week and uh, I think the one time we came close we had third and 23 and Josh hooked up with Cornell on an unbelievable play uh, first down. And so when you punt, you don't punt. Chances are you've scored a lot of points that game. And you know, we're certainly putting uh, points on the scoreboard. Defensively, we're doing enough to keep winning. Uh, let's, let's keep that up. You know, we talked about it also. The Lions' defense last week in the second half seemed to find their swagger somewhat. They held the, the Manchester Spartans just one score in that second half. I, I think what we've seen in all these games, there's been some spurts where, you know, I think the Baldwin-Wallace game, the second quarter, we played really well. And, you know, so there's been spurts. Now let's try to get more consistent and play a, maybe a complete 60-minute game as the season wears on. Uh, you know, so from that standpoint, you feel like, well, maybe it's starting to turn it a little bit. But let's see a complete game. Second-year starter at safety, Devin Donaworth, has been outstanding. He is the team's second-leading tackler coming into this game behind Anthony Wright, who, by the way, will play today but will not start. He's out with a sprained ankle and also out for the Lions today. Totally is Chandler Rutherford off that defensive line. He will not play today. Uh, Austin Brock was also in a boot for most of the week, but he will be playing here this afternoon. But Donaworth, as we said, 25 tackles coming into this afternoon's ballgame. He has learned a lot over the last couple of years starting at safety for the Lions. Devin heading into Defiance, I know this thing, you've had probably had this circled in red since the end of last year, haven't you, this game? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we came out flat last year, didn't perform to you know our standard. So all year this has kind of been like something in the back of our heads. You know, we take each week by, you know, the game we have. and But this one, you know, is especially important to us. Yeah, when you look, I mean, this is the type of ball game that you could really stub your toe easily. We saw that last year. Yeah, I mean, any game, you know, any college football game is that way. You know, you watch the big SEC schools that, you know, go out and come out flat. If you come out flat in any game, you know, everyone's a college football player. So they have an opportunity to make plays and win a game. Devin, since you stepped on foot on campus here, what's been your biggest improvement at the safety spot? Um, I'd say at the safety spot is just the overall overall knowledge of the game. Our coaches do a fantastic job at helping us out and slowing the game down. Mm -hmm. um, compared to last year, when it was my first you know time on a college field, the game was very fast. Uh, now every game going forward, it's slowed down. You know we've improved on team chemistry, and I'd say that's quite the best thing you know about everybody says that you know their first year the game was so fast then it slows down in your mind how did it slow down what what talk a little bit about that and how it slowed down to, for you uh, you know obviously the skill gap's a lot different coming from high school football to college uh, so that was a big thing um, getting used to the better athletes on the field mm -hmm. knowing that each week you're going to go you know play probably the best receiver that you have you've seen in a while um, getting used to that, seeing their moves, getting used to like watching, seeing them on film and watching them, knowing what they're going to do. I'd say that's probably the most important thing. Are you a film hawk? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you look at this Defiance team, what can they do that is going to cause us problems? Uh, well, I mean, the quarterback has an arm. Uh, he likes to sling it. They have some great athletes on the outside. Uh, every single one of their wide receivers is elite. You know, you can't, can't downplay any, any person, anyone mm-hmm. on their team. Uh, like I said, it's college football, so there's athletes everywhere. I know you've got the goal of winning the Heartland Conference this year, but any other goals that you've got individually for yourself? Uh, you know, at this point, I've, I think undefeated is pretty cool, team goal. I like uh, team goals over individual goals, but, you know, I would like to you know, break break my season high record for interceptions. That's that's a personal goal. You're the second leading tackler on this team. Why? Uh, I just hang my hat on being a hard-nosed football player, coming downhill, filling gaps, and you know, being in the right position at the right time. Now, everybody wants to know this. Can you tell us what kind of conditioner Austin Price uses in his hair? <laughs> Actually, no, I don't know. I, I know he's on a, on a fantastic schedule when he washes his hair. What, what are you majoring in? My major's finance. Okay, congratulations. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. I think America also wants to know, Chuck, just what that schedule is for Austin Price's hair. <laughs> yeah, I got to know Austin pretty good last spring when he played baseball. And uh, it was uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I think everybody would like to know. Maybe we'll make that a, a trivia question one day. It, it is amazing. Good. It is long and flowing. <laughs> and that is Austin Price's hair. So the Lions are getting set to take on Defiance College here this afternoon from Schuler Field. When we come back, we'll size up the Yellow Jackets right after these timeouts. Take your game to new heights at Mount St. Joseph University, where Division III champions are made. We coach our Lions to become leaders who will win on the field and in their career. With 23 athletic teams and cutting-edge facilities, we are the NCAA Division III University in Greater Cincinnati. Are you ready to compete with the heart of a lion and become our next champion? Learn more at msjlions.com. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we could take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Dayton Children's. Experts you trust. Caring for the children you love. Well, you will have to indulge me a little bit here this afternoon. My guardians are in the playoffs, and they're playing Tampa Bay right now. And uh, they're in the fourth inning, I think, Chuck. Yep, no score, bottom of the fourth, two outs, nobody on. So you have to indulge me just a little bit with this going on here this afternoon. Defiance comes in winless, but Chuck, when you look at the scores that they have had to endure this year, um, you would say that they're actually getting better. Now, they fell to Mount Union in week number one, 65 to nothing. They lost to Kalamazoo 42 to 23 in the second game of the year. Then they traveled to Alfred State, which, by the way, is not the same Alfred we keep telling you this. It's right across the street from the Alfred University that we played three weeks ago. And they fell to them, but they were competitive, 42 to 33. And then last week they fell at home to Hanover, 37 to 20. That game was tied up at 14 at halftime, and that's when Hanover took control. Well, looking at this, and you mentioned the Mount Union score, 65 nothing. They're a, a top two or three team in the country. Kalamazoo, the, uh, a game they lost, as you mentioned, 42-23. They led 10-7 at the half. 
Alfred State, they led 16 to 14 at the half and only trailed 21-19 after three. And as you mentioned, tied with Hanover 14 at all half. So it looks like they're looking for that complete game. They played pretty good in three of the four games that, uh, through halftime, but then either they're wearing down or just making mistakes and not being able to maybe hang with these teams for the whole game. So they got to feel like they're making some small strides. Now, both of their quarterbacks played last week against Hanover. They started out with Jordan Ambrose. He's number nine. But Ambrose, it appears, will not play today. He came in as the top quarterback on their two-deep chuck. But watching them warm up earlier today, he did have the pads on, but he had warm-up pants on. So he didn't have his football pants on, so that would lead you to believe that he is not going to play today, which means their backup quarterback, Seth Pierce, will probably take the reins. Pearson, 14 of 28 passing on the year for 50%. He's a senior. He's thrown for one touchdown, one interception, six feet, 190 pounds. And the Lions said either quarterback is athletic and they can really sling it. So it doesn't really matter to them which one plays today. Well, that might be, you know, players talk or coach talk because Ambrose has some pretty good numbers. He threw for yeah. seven TDs, 269 yards rushing, and uh, you know, so he's had some nice numbers through their their uh, first four games. So, you know, I mean, they're backups for a reason. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we wish the young man, hopefully he's not out too long. But this really theoretically should be a break for the Lions. Well, and then Defiance has got what I called last year a condominium at running back in Tyshawn Freeman. Freeman is six feet. 250 pounds, probably when he was born. He's closer to 280 now when you watch him on the field. He is a sophomore. He's run for 252 yards this year, a touchdown, averaging 63 yards a game. Chuck, you cannot believe how big this kid is until you actually see him lined up in the backfield. Yeah, kind of looks like an offensive lineman or a tight yeah. end. And uh, But sometimes you get those big, big guys in the backfield and yeah, you can hit them once, twice, three, and they still don't go down. So they're gonna have to. We're gonna have to gang tackle to, today really well and get to the ball and uh, don't let him break tackles. Even though he is their starting running back, Cooper Sloan was their lead rusher last week. He carried the ball ten times for 34 yards. Tawan Rome, Cooper Sloan, and Jacob Diesler each had one touchdown cast in the game, and Rome led the team in receiving yards with 37. They have not found their stride yet, Chuck, but Bill Nichols, their head coach, he is trying to get this team to become as physical as possible and get them out of this rut that they have had. Now, I'm going to ask you this same question I've asked Tyler Hopperton. How tough is it to prepare for a team when they've had five head coaches over the last six seasons? Yeah, that's, uh, boy, no school or no no uh, team would want to be in that situation where you're constantly having that kind of turnover year after year after year. There's no continuity, probably changing offenses every year. So that does make it really, really difficult. And hopefully for Defiance's sake, he can be here a while and try to build something. Defensively for Defiance, Jason Caballero had 13 tackles last week, two for loss, one pass breakup. Richard Pope. He had both sacks for Defiance during the game. Jalen Red joined Caballero in double-digit tackles with 11. Red also had one forced fumble and one pass breakup. Now, the last time we told you these two teams met was last year, 14-13. Defiance came out on top of it in that game. 
This series started on October 27, 2007, and the Lions have won nine of the last ten, and the Lions are 7-1 and one here at home against Defiance. But all that means absolutely nothing today. No, you know, those, that's all great, and, and it's nice they have the history and stuff, but I, I, unless I'm mistaken, we line it up today at 0-0 zero, zero to start the game. The coaches, Bill Nickel, in his first year, he is 0-4 overall, 0-1 in the Heartland Conference. Prior to arriving at Defiance as the offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, and tight end coach this past winter, he was the op offensive line coach and co-offensive coordinator at Division I FCS University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. His only really distinction to Defiance is his parents are graduates of Defiance College. And for the Lions, Tyler Hopperton in his sixth year, 36-14, and 14, a career record, and 28-9 and nine in the Heartland Conference. When we come back, a lot happening on the Mount St. Joseph University campus. We'll get to all of that and also talk with head coach Tyler Hopperton after this. You're a Lions fan. Own it. And we are the radio home of Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports, UltimateSportsTalk.com. Football, basketball, wrestling, volleyball, softball, baseball. We are Cincinnati's sports website and also the home of the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night during the baseball season. We are the home of the Mount St. Joseph Lions, UltimateSportsTalk.com. I wanted to grow my leadership skills, but with work and a busy life, how could I fit it all in? Then I learned Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's program in organizational leadership. For about one Saturday a month, I studied and refined my leadership skills alongside working professionals and top-notch professors. I'm now the leader I set out to be. The Mount's organizational leadership program helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu msol. Yeah, Dave, around the Mount this week, a lot of things going on. In men's soccer, uh, unfortunately, we dropped the game at Franklin last night, 4-2, to two, so we're currently 1-3 and three in the conference. The women's soccer team had a 1-0 win at Franklin. They're now 3-0-1 in the conference and actually have not given up a goal yet in their four conference games, so they're doing very, very well. They had a tie uh, with Rose Holman at Rose Holman earlier. The volleyball team is 14-4, 2-0 in the league. Uh, after a win at Rose Holman on Wednesday. They're at Anderson. That game starts. Uh, it's actually, it's getting ready to start now. And then a couple non-traditional things going on. Our softball team is playing actually a triple header today down in Georgetown. They beat Midway the first game 8-3. to three. Uh, Freshman Courtney Keller hit two home runs, so we're really happy to report that. And we'll try to give you scores of the other games as they become final. And then the baseball team with a lot of new freshmen and a uh, I think we've got a, a really good upside. They're playing uh, UC Claremont a doubleheader out there today in their non-traditional doubleheader. So we'll be excited about those sports when spring comes around. Yeah, I know the coaching staff, Beth Guiderwiss and Dee Dee Morris, were really excited about this Keller girl. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think they're really excited. I mean, we lose one of the, well, the, probably the best pitcher in school history. Right. But we, we, all, we only lost two players, and they feel like they've, they had a great freshman class coming in, and hey, it, you know, let's reload. Instead of rebuild, let's just keep reloading. There's a lot of top 25 college football action going on this afternoon. Cincinnati's going to be at home at 2.30 at 4 o'clock. The Buckeyes are in East Lansing, Michigan, taking on Michigan State. We'll go over all of that coming up at halftime along with a preview of the uh, uh, Ohio State-Michigan State game and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Bengals against the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. 
on Sunday night. That should be a good one. In the Heartland Conference a week ago, Franklin defeated Bluffton 37-27. It was Rose beating up on Anderson 45-7. Anderson finally scored. Hanover over Defiance, we told you that one, 37-20, and the Lions won. Every road team in the Heartland Conference won last week. Yeah, I think that tells you whether you play home or on the road, if you're the better team, you're probably going to win in most cases. And if you'd have come into this season and said, who are the top four teams in the conference? Well, right there they are after week one. Yeah. The Mount 1-0, Franklin 1-0, Hanover 1-0. Rose 1-0, then comes Manchester, Anderson, Bluffton, and Defiance, all at 0-1. Yeah, I think, I'm sorry, I think you'll see that trend continue. I think you probably will, too, up until the last right. couple of weeks when, of the season. When everybody kind of starts playing each other. Yeah. Right? Now, today going on, Bluffton will be at Hanover, Anderson goes to Franklin, and Manchester will be at Rose, so the 0-1 teams are playing the 1-0 teams yeah, and today. And I kind of expect that, as I said, that I think all four teams win. And that's what is going on around the Heartland Conference today. When we come back, Tyler Hopperton after this timeout. Teaching is my calling. So when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. Defiance is 0-4 coming into this one. They are 0-1 in the Heartland Conference last year. They were 1-9 and 1-6 in conference play. They're 0-2 on the road and 0-2 at home under Bill Nickel in his first year. His offensive coordinator is Spencer Treadwell. His defensive coordinator is DeGary Wallace. Defiance is accumulating just over 356 yards in total offense per game. 136 yards on the ground, 223 through the air. However, on defense, they have trouble giving up 451 yards per game and 206 yards rushing. They're scoring 19 a game and giving up 46.5 points per ball game, a difference of negative 27.5. Meanwhile, the Lions, they're 2-0 here at home under six-year coach Tyler Hopperton. The team is off to its best start in years, but there's a long way to go, according to Hop. Hop, before today's game with Defiance, first of all, I asked Devin Donaworth the same question. You guys have had to have a red circle around this date since last year, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, you definitely try to take it one game at a time, right, and all that sort of thing. But, yeah, there's definitely some matchups to do that. And, obviously, last year was just it's one that's been asked about a bunch. And, you know, and, you know, ultimately it was just a bad loss for us. Um, but, you know, they're an athletic team. And it, it was a great example that this is college football. Mm-hmm. There's not a team that fears us or fears an opponent. They're working hard. Their coaches are working hard just the same. You take a slip up and they'll get you, you know. And so it was also just a great reminder not to take – any game for granted and uh, any win for granted that it's college football and it can be tough to get a win. I want to ask you about the last 30 seconds of the first half and the mindset going into that where you had the two timeouts down at the 25. What, what is your thinking about that as you head into that type of a situation, Hop? 
Yeah, I mean, ultimately, especially last week, you know, where we had a good lead and that sort of thing, you'd like to add on some other points, um, you know, but you get the ball at the half and that sort of thing, so you're not as worried about it. But at the same time, you know, they were able to get some plays on us and chuck plays on us, so I don't necessarily want to give the other team an opportunity to score mm-hmm. or, you know, any kind of situation in that regard. And sometimes when you force those scores is when weird things happen. So sometimes that's when the bad snaps happen or the miscommunications, and obviously we ended up throwing an interception anyway, um, where, you know, they could have returned that for 30 yards and all of a sudden have a chance to throw one in the end zone and that sort of thing. So especially if I know I'm getting the ball back at the end of the half, you know, I'll take a 20-plus lead in the half knowing I get the ball and that sort of thing. Um, But at the same time, you know, we thought, you know, taking the clock down to about 10 seconds um, with timeouts and ultimately it was third and goal, so you only have two plays anyway. Mm -hmm. To me, there's no reason to try fourth and goal with – 25 seconds left and then give them 20 seconds to do something potentially um so a lot of it is you know just squeezing down that way the last plays our play and go from there okay the first i'm going to say quarter and a half you could possibly argue that it was the first half it was a shootout second half what type of changes did you make defensively because you held them to just one score in the second half yeah a lot of it's just kind of batting down the hatches a little bit Mm -hmm. you know sometimes it's just um you know, we've just been struggling a little bit with eye discipline or certain things and certain routes that just kind of been getting us a little bit. Um, and then really it was penalties. You know, in the first half, the one drive was, you know, uh, uh, roughing the passer in combination with a pass interference in combination with, you know, other penalties that we gave them, you know, 40 yards on one drive. Mm-hmm. Um, where all of a sudden they're in the red zone already. And then, I mean, you start somebody in the end zone, there's or in the red zone, probably, you know, 73% chance, I think, that they're going to score. So, uh, you know, if we're giving them those yards, that doesn't help. So I thought we cleaned it up in terms of the obvious mistakes and the penalties in the second half. As well as scheme-wise, I think we just kind of settled in. Um, As we increased our lead, too, it kind of puts them in a corner of what they have to do. So it also kind of helped us in terms of, you know, you're behind, you got to throw a little more and that sort of thing. Um, But the defense and the team in general, I think, did a good job of, you know, kind of batting down the hatches at halftime and really just, you know, putting their foot on the gas pedal. Hop, how hard is it to prepare for a team that has had this many coaching changes over the years like Defiance has? It's hard because there's there's no identity. You know, mm-hmm. I think coaches now know what a Mount St. Joe team looks like, you know, because this is now our sixth year here, and the same like at Hanover, and you're starting to see that out of Franklin a little bit and that. So, I, I mean... It's just been hard that their identity changes, and then the kind of the same that a lot of young guys play and stuff too. So even if it's the same coaches with young players and things, that can be hard. Um, but ultimately, they're very athletic, so there are a lot of options. So I think a lot of it too is hard because they do have good athletes. So you know, trying to figure out what it is they're trying to do, and and that's what they're trying to do too. Is just you know, what are we good at? What what can we do consistently? But on film, it's definitely hard sometimes to get that on track. And last week against Hanover, they went with two different quarterbacks, so you really don't know which which one to prepare, prepare for yet. Yeah, and, and different styles and stuff too. And the one I think kind of got banged up a little bit, but they each kind of bring something a little different to the table. So I'm sure that's part of them trying to see what works or doesn't work, or if one of them can do something else that the other one can't. That you're trying to figure out um, what that can do, and, and obviously that um, that can make you struggle a little bit as defensive game plan, you know. But uh, in general, though, I mean, we kind of have an idea of what they like to do, and, and really we just try to personalize it. We know the players that can hurt us. We know the things that can hurt us in general, and a lot of times, you know, we've had enough stuff on film that we have a, a feeling what they're going to try to take advantage of. Final question for you. They've also got, and his name escapes me right now, but the biggest running back in the history of mankind. Yeah, Freeman. Uh, 
are you scared of him? I mean, uh, I know if he came at me running full speed, I'd be scared of him. Yeah, I'd, I'd hand it to him a couple times. <laughs> you know, if he was if he played for the Lions, uh, you know, he'd probably have 30, 40 carries a game. I uh-huh. love watching uh, the big guy run. And, uh, I mean, he's bigger than most people on our defense. So I think, you know, uh, we've given up some runs this year. And, um, you know, we're a little light on defense, as we've talked about. Um, we're fast athletic, but sometimes if, you know, there's 250-pound back coming at you, it don't matter if you're in the right spot or not. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the things I think they'll try to take advantage of a little bit, lean on us, feed a big back, and that sort of thing. And, you know, if our offense, you know, struggles at all putting up points, you know, I think they can shrink the game a little bit, and um, kind of like they were able to last year. Yeah. Good luck today. Thank you. Chuck, when you look at Freeman, uh, he's the type of ball player that John Madden would have just salivated over. Yeah, he'd be on the all-Madden every year, that's for sure. Yeah, every year. His kind of guy, big and full backs and, you know, get dirty and nasty and play on grass and all those things Madden used to talk about. He would have been invited to every Thanksgiving parade to help, help feed him with the turkeys. The kickoff <laughs> is coming up next year on the Mount St. Joseph. Radio Network. Take your game to new heights at Mount St. Joseph University. With 23 athletic teams and cutting-edge facilities, we are the NCAA Division III University in Greater Cincinnati. Learn more at msjlions.com. Odyssey now has hundreds of new exclusive music stations for you to discover your new summer soundtrack. Get moving with worthy workouts for a cardio sesh fueled by today's top artists. Hanging with your crew? Throw it back with picnic party for old school jams for your cookout. Or sail away with Odyssey's new yacht rock station, Jugger Yacht. For summer barbecues, road trips, or relaxing poolside. Hundreds of new exclusive stations, plus all your favorite local radio stations and podcasts. It's all on Odyssey. Lions are going to be adorned in their Home blue tops here this afternoon, white bottoms, gold numeral or gold trim, I should say, with the white numerals and the white helmets as they come onto their sideline on the near side. And Defiance will be in their purple uniforms. They've got the white uniforms here today, tops and bottoms, purple numerals, and gold trim here this afternoon. Dave, looks like the Mount won the toss and is deferred, so Defiance will be getting the ball to start the game. And there's Wind basically is coming into the faces of the team heading to the south. So that, really not much wind here at all this afternoon. No, this can be, some days it's real windy, and then other times it's it's not, but then sometimes it's fast. But. Real quick, because we are getting set to kick this one off. It'll be Kyle Farfson kicking it off, and back set to return for Defiance will be Darius Clark. Clark, a freshman out of Lima Senior High School. So Clark is back set to return this one. For Defiance, they are in the, as we said, the white uniforms here this afternoon. Approaching the ball is Farfsing, and we are underway here at Schuler Field. It'll be taken in by Clark. Clark to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So cuts it across the 30 to the 35, and he's gonna be brought down finally outside the 35 at about the 39 yard line and that's where defiance will start first and 10 for the yellow jackets we know they'll start at running back deshaun freeman he is their leading rusher six feet 275 pounds and probably all of that a sophomore he's number 36 as they break the huddle on the sideline their quarterback is going to be 
Looks like number 11, and he wasn't even on our two deep. And that is Devin Brown. If that is, now they move out of it. And it looks like it's going to be... They haven't even got a quarterback out there, yeah, do they, Chuck? I, I don't know. It's looks like they're going Wildcat. Yes. They've got Freeman, and they've also got, in the backfield, Jaquay Javier, who is a cornerback. Yeah, that's interesting. So let's see what they've got. Trips out to the right-hand side, and the handoff is going to be given to Freeman, and Freeman takes it right up the middle against that lightweight defensive line of the Lions, and they takes it across the 45 to the 46-yard line. Yeah, I think we're going to get a heavy dose of him. That is Andrew Trottier. Trottier, is, it's either Trottier or Jelani Warren. They are both <laughs> wearing 14. <laughs> They're both safe quarterbacks, freshman quarterbacks. So I'm going to say it's Trottier right now. Moving in motion, and we've got a whistle and a flag down. It's going to be a legal procedure against Defiance. False start on the Yellow Jackets. False start, offense, number 81, five-yard penalty, still second down. And you can tell our referee crowd Mike is back up. So Trottier, the quarterback, I believe, we don't have it down on the statute either as of yet, so this is an interesting start. Bill Nickel keeping everybody in. Suspense now. Trottier out of the pistol formation. Moving a man in motion to the near side. Fake handoff. Trottier steps up into the pocket. Rolls out to the right. Got a lot of room to the 50. 45 in the mount territory at the 40. 35, 30 as he cut it back inside. And he's going to be brought down by Austin Price inside the mount 30 near the 28-yard line. Boy, big, yeah, big game. Big run there. Uh, the, the right side all cleared out. The receiver went over the middle, and that the right side was wide open. Well, now the stat sheet says it is Warren is the quarterback. Jelani Warren, the freshman from Palmetto, Florida, Cypress Creek High School, and he ran that one for a big game. First and ten for Defiance. Moving in motion to the far side is a receiver now Warren steps up into the pocket he's going to be hit and spun down and brought down right there by Noah Hammond yeah great job by Noah got in there he's looking for a receiver down the field he was covered and uh, made the sack so second and about 15. 13 12 left to go in this first quarter no score from Schuler Field I'm Dave Mitchell with Chuck Murray moving in motion to the near side well, Dave, we talked about, you know, Hop did about how hard it is to prepare when you don't know, and they're not mm -hmm. ready for this. Now you've got a third-string quarterback in Warren, and Warren, the freshman, looks over to the sideline now to Bill Nickel. He's got trips out to the right-hand side. Brown is in the slot left, going out wide to the left-hand side. It's Deshaun Warren, yep. and we've got a delay of game penalty. Yep. They had a call. Yep. They called timeout right before the delay of game. So, Defiance uses the timeout. We'll take a quick one also. 12.40 to go in the first quarter. We've got no score in the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt, and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figuerella, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. 
Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. Warren drops back to pass as we come back from this timeout. And Warren's going to get hit behind the line and dropped again. Lions come in and pick up the rush and they bring in the sack machine and they get another sack, their second of this ball game brought down by Jack Tucker. Yeah, very nice job by Jack. Got in there. Now it's third in the country mile. Boy, this crowd really into it today. Good crowd here this afternoon. Haven't even talked about the weather, Chuck. I mean, yeah. the temperature is right around 55 degrees, and it is gorgeous. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, that and they got away from the run game pretty fast, and I'm kind of glad they didn't keep giving it to 36 there. Yeah, that would have been the problem. Moving in motion to the far side, Warren rolls out to the right. Now looking upfield. Now steps in, got hit as he throws. He was demolished by Mason Owens, and he underthrew his intended receiver. Yeah, I would think they'll punt here fourth and a country mile, and they'll try to pin us in. Well, well let's see what not. they decide to do. It is fourth down 23. Yeah, I'll and be stunned. They're going to keep Warren in the ball game. I'm thinking it's going to be a pooch punt. I just can't imagine going giving us the ball in the 41 here. Dorelius Clark comes out wide to the left-hand side. Going out wide to the right-hand side is Michael Martin. Pooch punt. I got to believe it. Yeah, I think punt. you're probably right. Yeah. And the punter is Emmanuel Gutierrez, and he punts it up high. It'll go Get inside the five into the end zone. And it'll be a touchback, and the Lions will take it over in their own territory. Yeah, pretty good punt there. Barely got in the end zone, or we would have had to start out on our one. So, nice job by us to just let it go into the end zone. Don't try to field it. Now we get the ball in the 20. So, the Lions come out, starting at quarterback, Josh Taylor. Cornell Beecham will be in the backfield. The wide receivers, Omar Porter, Jake Ayler. Joey Newton, Cooper Jones will be at the tight end spot. Along that front line, it'll be Colin Candra, Aiden Studeville, Danny Mabe at center, Devin Sawyers at the right guard, and Sam Martin at the right tackle. Taylor, with the number four on his blue jersey, has Cornell Beecham to the left. Two receivers out wide on each side as they go the four-receiver set. Taylor throws it out into the flat, complete at the 25, spinning forward to about the 29, maybe the 30-yard line for the Lions is Joey, Joey Newton. Newton. Yeah, they're going to give him the first down, too, so move the chains. So a 10-yard completion on Taylor's first pass of the afternoon. Mr. A Reliable, Joey Newton. Ayler and Newton out wide to the right. Handoff goes to Beecham around the left-hand side. Cuts it up to the 45. Struggles up to the 41-yard line. 11 yards on that run and a first down for the Lions again. Nice run there by Cornell. Little hole, and then he drug guys about three or four yards. Ayler, slot left. Pollard, wide right. Two receivers out wide to the left-hand side. Porter and Newton. Beecham out of the pistol. Takes the handoff around the right side. Right tackle behind Sam Martin. Hit at the 41. Spins away from a tackle and gets out to the 46-yard line for a gain of five. 
Most backs, they, that's a no-gainer one-yard loss. He turns it into a four-yard gain. He's just a great back. You think you've got him on the first hit, and he gets away from it. And dropping back, Taylor. Taylor's going to throw it deep up the right side. Ooh. Boy, a lot of contact, and there comes the flag. It'll be a pass interference penalty called against Defiance on Pollard. You know, the sad thing is for Defiance, he did not, hey, that ball was going to be overthrown, and there was no way we're catching the ball, but we catch a break. So that'll be a 15-yard penalty and a first down. Pass interference, defense, number 13, 15-yard penalty from the previous spot, automatic first down. 10-18 to go in this first quarter of action. Ball resting now at the 39-yard line in Defiance territory. Taylor on the first possession of the game for the Lions, moving the Lions up the field, dropping back Josh, looks up the right side, he throws it complete on the play to Hunley, I believe, and that class is going to be, no, check it, that's Zane Dine. Dine with the catch at the 25-yard line. Yeah, he just ran down, turned around, wide open. Ran his guy off, ran the corner off, and... Lions have so many receivers that they can go to. They really do. They are just loaded offensively with talent. First down and 10 at the 25. Dropping back, Taylor He's throws it into him. the end zone. He's got Brock, and he overthrew him by a yard incomplete. Just barely. On the right side of the end zone, and Brock could not come down with that throw. Second down, 10 to go for the Lions from the 25 of Defiance. Yeah, if you're a recruit out there thinking about where you want to go and you're a receiver or we throw the ball all around, it's a great Ooh. offense to play in. And there were a lot of recruits here today. Yeah, I before think they this said game. 50. Wow. Handoff going around the right side to McKen Mo McKenzie. McKenzie takes it inside the 20, and he's bounced out of bounds near the 16-yard line. It's going to be a gain of about eight or nine on the play for Mo. Yeah, They're going to give him nine. Yeah, third and a, probably less than a yard. About a yard. Yeah. Boy, the Lions just moving methodically down the field. Dine goes out wide. No, check that. That's Porter out wide to the left. Ayler wide to the left-hand side, also in the slot. Taylor, handoff to Beecham off the left-hand side inside the 15. And he's going to be struggled and brought back down at about the 13-yard line. But it's a four-yard gain and a first down for the Lions. Yeah, just a simple off-tackle play there. Cornell picks up the first down, so we're first and 10 from the 13. 8.59 to yeah. go in this first half. Nothing, nothing the score. Now with it is Taylor. Taylor now has McKenzie off to his check out. That's Beecham off to his right. Throws into the end zone. The Porter complete. Touchdown, Lions! Josh went back, stand the field, threw a bullet to him. Well, that was a 13-yard touchdown pass from Josh Taylor to Omar Porter. Porter with his third touchdown catch of the year, and the Lions have taken the early 6-0 lead. Murray will hold, Farsing for the extra point. Kyle, 19 of 21 on the year. Putting in the extra points, 8.42 to go. And he kicks that one up. Low line drive kick is good. 
So we've got 8.42 remaining in this first quarter. And your score is Mount St. Joseph 7, Defiance Nothing on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Thank you, NYPD Pizza, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. NYPD Pizza, 5329 Foley Road, and NYPDPizza.com. Thank you, Wishbone Tavern, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Wishbone Tavern, 5251 Delhi Pike, and WishboneTavern.com. Yeah, Dave, a quick update on the American League uh, series. Tampa, Cleveland are scoreless, bottom of the sixth. Uh, just starting, and a new pitcher in for Tampa Bay, uh, Fairbanks. So a pitcher's duel going on there. Devin Brown back set to return for Defiance and also Dorelius Clark, who they've got on our two deeps, is DJ. Yeah, the line's 180 yards there. Farsing approaches the ball, kicks it up, high end over end, and it'll be taken in by... Clark at the 11 to the 20, 25, 30, cuts to the near side, flag thrown, and Clark breaks it into the clear at the 30. He stepped out of bounds at the 36-yard line on the play. Boy, Clark took that thing back almost 70 yards, but there's yeah. going to be a block in the pack back, I believe. Yeah, I, I think so. I'll tell you what, we don't start covering these kicks better. We're going to have to start squib kicking. This kind of reminds me of last year a little bit with the, the punt returns and the kickoff returns against us. Turn your return, holding, return team. Number zero, 10 yards from the spot of the foul. They'll keep the ball, first down. Rigo Villa with the holding penalty for the Yellow Jackets. You know, those are the kind of holding calls that, you know, you're like, okay, it's a 10-yard penalty, but really it's almost like 50 yards because they're yeah. almost to R30. That's a 50-yard difference. Now, you can make the argument he wouldn't have made down there without the holding, but... Boy, those are killers. 8.29 to go in the first quarter of action. And the Lions are on top of it, 7 to nothing. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chuck Murray here this afternoon. Warren is back at quarterback. Warren in that first quarter was 0 for 1 on the first possession. And the handoff goes to Freeman off the left-hand side, hit the line, bounced off of it, bounces outside, and he'll take it out to the 24-yard line for a gain of about 4. Well, he hit that line and just bounced back about three yards and kept going. Like a bowling ball. Boy, he is huge. Yeah, I'm thinking they're going to get a heavy dose of him now. I said that first drive, they kind of went away from it, but I'm thinking he's going to carry it till we stop him. Well, when you look at the weight of the lines across that defensive line being 260, well, yeah, you're going to get him a lot. Warren throws out in the right-hand side, incomplete. Over the head of the intended receiver, Makarai Biggums. Biggums has 11 catches on the year, but he couldn't catch up with that one. Yeah, I'm a little surprised there. I, I, I know we're you know, going to try to stop 36 there, but, boy, I, if I'm defiant, I'm running him until well, now he's going to come out of the game, third and six. Yeah, he's not much of a pass receiver. He's more of the guy. But then again, he's so big, you kind of want to keep him in there, I would think. Yeah, I'd be tempted. Three runs, 10 yards, I think yeah. he can manage that. Diesler is into the ball game. Jacob Diesler, the freshman running back, and he is totally the opposite. 5'11", 200 pounds, moves over to the right of Warren. Warren low snap, oh picks boy. it up. He's going to run it right up the middle, and he's going to get it to the 30, and he's going to get the first down out to the 33-yard line after a gain of eight. Yeah, we, we had a little 
game going there, a blitz, and uh, the middle broke wide open, and first down. 7.39 and running left to go in this first quarter. First and 10 for Defiance at the 33-yard line. Now looking things over, dropping back. Warren hands it off on the Statue of Liberty play, and he gets it off to Diesler, and Diesler gets undercut and dropped for a yard loss on the play. So we got him second long. 7-10 left to go in the first quarter. It is 7-0 Mount on top of it here in this first quarter of action. Into the ballgame now, Jaden Scott, a sophomore wide receiver out of Louisville, South Carolina. 6.50 left to go. Dropping back. In the play is Warren. Warren looks upfield. He's going to throw it deep. He's got a man. It's going to be intercepted by Deshaun Starks. Came back from his cornerback position and intercepted it at the 25-yard line where the Lions will take it over. 6.40 to go in this first quarter. Your score, Lions 7, Defiance nothing on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Thank you, Bearcat Storage, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Bearcat Storage, two locations on Delhi Pike and BearcatStorage.com. Thank you, Cincinnati Open Box Outlet, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Cincinnati Open Box Outlet, 6252 Glenway Avenue, OpenBoxOutlet.com. Lions taking it over at their own 24-yard line, and they hand it off up the middle. And popping out for the run is Cornell Beecham. He takes it out to about the 31-yard line for a gain of five. Second down. Oh, they're going to give him a lot longer than five. He actually picked up close to seven, so it'll bring up second down, three yards to go. Yeah, that interception, Dave, really nice play by Deshaun. He was initially open. Ball was underthrown a little bit, and he had catch-up speed. Dropping back Taylor. Taylor's going to look deep up the right side. He's got Porter, and Porter reached out with one hand, almost brought it in, but couldn't control it, dropped it, incomplete on the play. Yeah, nice, really nice throw, maybe letting just a touch. And with 6.03 remaining to go in this first quarter of action, Lions with the lead, 7 to nothing. With 6.03 remaining, Taylor, the quarterback. He's out of the pistol formation with Beecham. Beecham gets the handoff off the left-hand side, cuts it across the 35, out near the 40-yard line. He picked up about eight on the play and a first down for the Lions. Yeah, Mr. Reliable there, just simple off tackle, and that leg strength just drives through the, the would-be tacklers. First down. So the Lions another first down. And they've got it at their own 39-yard line, first and 10. Dropping back Taylor out of the pistol, rolls out to his right, throws it into the flat, complete to Joey Newton. Newton across midfield, and they're going to say he's down right at midfield for an 11-yard catch and another first down. Yeah, really nice roll out by Josh, hit Joey right in the numbers. Little comeback route, first down again. Taylor, so far in this ball game, three of seven passing for 37 yards. Five, ten remaining in the first quarter. Taylor 
Has Beecham off to his right-hand side now. Trips out to the near side. Fake handoff. Taylor drops back. Looks out to the right. Still looking for a man. Now he's going to throw it to Porter, and he threw it over his head and incomplete. Yeah, he was kind of double-covered down there. He would have had to put in a really, really tight window. Good coverage by Defiance there. 4.54 remaining in this first quarter. Second down, 10 yards to go right at midfield for the Lions. Quick shout-out to Derek Woodley, uh, athletic director, Defiance, and baseball coach, longtime friend, really good guy. 4.54 left to go in this first quarter. Fake handoff. Taylor throws quick over the middle. Complete on the play to Powell. And to check that, and that's not Powell. That is Cooper Jones. And Jones ambles his way across the 40 and gets it out of bounds at about the 33-yard line. That's a 17-yard catch. Yeah, we don't normally throw to the tight end that much, and they weren't ready for it. Wide open over the middle. He kind of ran east-west there. I thought he might lose the first down, but then he cut it up for the first. He did, and they're going to spot him out of bounds at the 37, but that's still enough for a first down. Out of the pistol, Beecham to the right of Taylor. Four and a half left to go in the first quarter. Dropping back Taylor. He's going to throw it deep. He's got a man deep. That's Brock, and he goes up for the score. Touchdown! And now a flag is thrown. It's going to be unsportsmanlike conduct against Brock. No, that's not. Is that Brock or is it Pollard? I can't tell. That's an eight. That's Pollard. Oh, that's and I'll tell you what, Brett. I'll tell you what, Chuck. That's a cheap, cheap penalty. That's what they're going to call. Yep. The touchdown's going to stand. They're going to. He kind of dropped the ball with his foot, and uh, that's what it's going to be. I believe that is a cheap, cheap penalty called against Pollard. That's one where I don't agree with. Yep, and that's what it is. So I guess yep. they're asking, does he want this on the extra point or the kickoff? Dead ball, unsportsmanlike conduct. Eight of the offense. This penalty be enforced on the kickoff. We will try. We saw Manchester's wide receiver last week do it dance in the end zone no call that's called there's got to be some uniformity between officials in the conference for that to be called constantly yeah unfortunately there is no uniformity 13 nothing lions on top of it farsing will attempt the extra point from the normal spot the 10 and he puts it up and it is through 419 to go in this first quarter of action it's now the mount 14 defiance nothing on the mount st joseph radio network Thank you, Delhi Barbers, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Delhi Barbers, 402 Greenwell Avenue, and DelhiBarbers.com. Well, I said you would have to indulge me a little bit here this afternoon, and the Guardians in the bottom of the sixth have got the bases loaded, nobody out against Tampa Bay looking to win that series and head to New York. You know, going back to that, that unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, you know, it's really borderline, but I guess if there is a silver lining, the Lions have to know going forward when you start playing these tight games, you can't have those type of penalties. We're going to be kicking off in the 25. All of a sudden, they're at midfield, and the way they've been returning kicks, they might be in our territory. Just got to cut that stuff out. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but that is one of those, Chuck, that there's got to be some uniformity in the league with that. Yeah. Unfortunately, there is not. Yeah, one official sees it one way, one official sees it the other. Correct. And it may be all because of the night's sleep they got the <laughs> night before. So with 4.19 to go, Farsi's going to squib it up the right-hand side. It'll be taken in by Clark at the 25 to the 30. Cuts it to the middle of the field to the 35 to the 40. Now cuts it back after he broke a couple of tackles to the 40, 35, 30. And he's going to take it all the way in for the score. What a return by Clark. 
Yeah. 69 yards. He broke about three or four tackles, and uh, you know we even tried to squib kick, and it just our coverage teams have just really, really struggled. 14 to six, Defiance with now the touchdown on a 69-yard return by Clark. It's a, it's a heck of a return, but boy, we missed three or four tackles there. Absolutely, you can't do that. As you said, that's when you get your hands wrapped around somebody, you've got to bring them down. You got to finish it. 4:04 left to go in the first quarter, and the Lions now suddenly find a two-touchdown lead, just one, into attempt the extra point. For defiance is Ezekiel Sanchez. Sanchez puts it through. And it makes it 14 to seven with 4.04 remaining in the first quarter. We'll keep it right here. Well, you mentioned it, Chuck. You know, they could be in our territory, but yeah, it was. It was <laughs> in our end zone is right. what happened. So, again, you know, I don't know what he did. or It looked like he just laid the ball. But it was, you know, I can see why they called it. But you just can't have those things happen. And, you know, we got to buckle down. These guys have to realize you. You know, you cannot make those kind of mistakes. And, uh, yeah, it was a nice squib kickoff. It looked like we kind of had him pinned in a little bit there. I thought we were going to keep him inside the 40, and boom, a couple busted tackles. He's in the end zone. It's 14-7, to 7, just like that. I guess the only good thing is their defense has to go right back out on the field. Yeah, you're right. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph University football on WDTZ-FM 98.1 and UltimateSportsTalk.com, along with today on YouTube. 4.04 remaining to go in this first quarter. Lions now find themselves up just by a touchdown, 14-7. to But Defiance's defense has shown really no inclination on stopping the Lions' offense so far. Yeah, so far so good. You know, we've been obviously very dynamic on offense throughout the whole season. And that's kind of what we hang our hat on because, uh, you know, defensively we're looking to improve. And clearly special teams right now is just really killing us. Beecham is back set to return, and they are going to kick it off to Beecham. He'll take it in at his nine-yard line on the far side. Now cuts it to the middle to the 20. He's going to be greeted at the 20, broke a tackle, 25, 30. Cuts it to the near side, 35, 40, 45, 50. He's got a block, and he is gone. He's going to go 89 yards, 91 yards on the touchdown scamper. And Cornell Beecham has done it again. And now we've got a flag down at midfield. And Ty Hopperton is just incredulous. They're going to call this all the way back. Well, the crazy thing is, and if it is all, yeah, Coach Hopperton's upset. Return team, number 87. Penalty, first down. Well, the thing of it is, if it was, it had nothing to do with the play because Cornell cut down the sideline and that was in the middle of the field. So yeah. if it was, that's really a, a, a shame, either a bad call or just a really bad penalty. So, um, and But it what a heck of a run by Cornell. He's uh, unbelievable. Anybody else is trapped at the 20-25 and he broke three or four tackles. Yep. Off to the races he went. So it's still 14-7 to gate that. It'll go back to the... 44-yard line in Mount Territory. And the Lions pick it up right there, first and 10. Beecham stays in. He's to the right of Taylor. Dropping back is Taylor. Now rolls out to the right. Looks upfield. He's going to tuck it under. And be spun out of bounds near the 43-yard line. Might have lost a yard on the play. Brings up second down. Call it a long 10. 
3.30 left to go. Clock continues to run. They didn't take him out of bounds. Well, they did, but you know how they started up, Rod, but they stopped it for like a second. 3.20 and running. Mo McKenzie into the ball game now to the left of Taylor. Taylor, handoff to McKenzie around the right side. He got a block, takes it out to midfield for a gain of about seven. Yeah. Call it about seven, and yeah. it'll bring up second or third down and three. Good running by Mo there. Put his head down, his shoulder pad down, and picked up a couple extra yards. Boy, it's something that the Lions have not had over the last couple of years, and that is a very established rushing attack. Yeah, they've been running the ball really well. This, of course, when you get Cornell back there, that does make a difference. Cornell is into the ball game now, but he lines up in a slot to the right. Empty backfield. Taylor straight out of the pistol now, or out of the shotgun, excuse me. Drops back, looks upfield. Can't find anyone. Now throws it over to Beecham over the middle to the 40, into Defiance territory to the 37-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 11 and a first down for the Lions. Just a really simple uh, option route. Cornell cut over the middle. Josh hits him, runs for the first down. First and 10 for Mount St. Joseph. 2.15 to go in this first quarter of action. Lions lead it by a touchdown. Ball resting at the 37. Taylor, play action. Throws it out into the flat, complete on the play. And that's the Brock. Brock broke a tackle. Runs out of bounds near the 20 and inside the 20 at the 17-yard line. Yeah, really nice play there. Little throw out in the flat and uh, broke a tackle, sped down the sideline. Defiance only with a three-man rush, so they're trying to play the pass but we're still being able to move the ball through the air. Yeah, they play one of those 3-3-5 three, three, okay. defensive schemes, but they've got a star linebacker that he can either drop back in coverage or come up and rush. Minute 40 to go. Dropping back, Taylor. Taylor throws it into the end zone to Brock. He's got him, and it's knocked away. And a nice defensive play by the free safety, Jalen Red. Yeah, really nice play. He had him covered really well. Josh tried to kind of force it in there a little bit. But a really nice play there. Taylor in the ballgame, 8 of 12. By the way, that star linebacker that we talked about is Alex Castro, number 38. He either drops into coverage or comes on the rush. Yeah, that time they brought five. Minute 33 left to go. Trips out to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark out of the pistol is Beecham. Taylor gets the snap throw over the middle, complete to the 10. Inside the 5 and near the 4. The Lions have the football. And and that is Jake Ayler with the catch. And nice takes, little throw there by Josh. Takes it to the four. Will you get it anywhere near Ayler and Newton? They're going to catch They're it. They're going to catch yeah, it. Yeah, they, they got great hands. So it's first and goal for the Lions. Taylor now, 8 of 13 passing, 130 yards. I know what I'd do. I'd give it to zero. One minute left to go. Taylor. With McKenzie, I believe that it's off to his left-hand side. Now Newton in motion, dropping back. Taylor rolls out to the left. He's got plenty of room now. Tucks it under. He's going to cut it to the pylon on the near side. Touchdown, Lions! Yeah, really nice job by Josh. Rolled out, wasn't really open, kind of pump fake, and that enabled him to get to the corner and beat the defender to the pylon. 45.1 seconds left to go. Lions now lead it again by two touchdowns at 20-7. to seven. And Farsing will attempt the extra point. Farsing has hit two of them here this afternoon. 
Murray the holder, good snap, good hold, kick is up, and the kick is good. 21-7, Mount leads it, 45.1 seconds left to go in this first half, first quarter of action. And if I'm looking correctly, Chuck, I don't know how, but they didn't score. They had yeah. bases loaded, no outs, and now we're in the seventh inning, and they didn't score. So for you Guardian fans, sorry about the bad news. I, I kind of turned from my monitor, so I don't know what happened, but the bases loaded, no outs, didn't score. Karen Check is into the ball game, and that's an adventure when he <laughs> comes in. He is a guy that will strike you out, but he has also got so many quirks on the mound that you've got to really <laughs> – just put up with it because he, when the, the the pitch clock comes up next year, Chuck, he's going to have a problem. Yeah, there, a lot of people are going to have to make adjustments yep. on that. Clark is set back to return for Defiance. Well, Dave, it'll be interesting. Do we kick it deep? Do we squib it? We've tried both, and neither one's really worked. So this will be interesting to see what uh, – actually, Coach Hopper is a special teams coach too, so see what they dial up here. And he is – Kind of the virtuoso down near the 25-yard line trying to orchestrate what the Lions special teams are going to do here. Back set to return, Brown and Clark. And Farsing's going to kick it deep. At this time, he's going to kick it towards Brown at the 10. To the 15, to the 20, 25, cuts outside to the 30, and he's going to be wrangled out of bounds outside the 30 near the 33-yard line. Austin Price ran him down. So that's a win for the Lions that right is. there. They're going to keep them out, you know, inside the 35. 36.9 seconds left to go in this first quarter of action. Coming up at halftime, we'll have a report on the Bengals game with the Ravens tomorrow night and this afternoon's ball game at 4 between Ohio State and Michigan State. That's all coming up at halftime. 36.9 seconds left to go in the first quarter of action. Now moving in motion to the far side for Defiance is their tight end, Logan Blissenbach and Warren hands it off up the middle to Freeman and Freeman takes it up to the 35 yard line where he is stacked up and brought down after a two yard game. Yeah, they bought him up pretty good that time. Really nice job getting to the ball there by our line. I mean, you look at him Chuck and there's no way he's 240. Kind of reminds me of Ironhood uh, what was his name? Ironhood Hayward yeah. and uh what was the guy from Kansas City years ago? The Nigerian Nightmare? Oh, yeah. Kind of reminds me of them a little bit. More Ironhood Hayward. Five five seconds to go. Are they going to get it off? Oh, They're going to hit the man in motion. Fumble on the play. Ball loose. The Lions are going to pick it up. Well, They've got the ball at the 23-yard line. Oh, what a mistake by Defiance. And it was Jack Butler who came in, or Tucker, excuse me, and got that, busted up that play. Yeah, it was, uh, the, and the man in motion had hit him. It bounced all around their guy. I thought their quarterback grabbed it, and then it looked like we were going to pick it up running in, and he got hit, and finally, as you said, we recovered it. And that is going to be the end of the first quarter of play as we head to the second. Your score from Schuler Field. It's the Mount 21 Defiant 7 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said you are the picture of health? You look healthy. You feel fine. But that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. 
Screening can find precancerous polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus, screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Well, as we head into the second quarter of play, Lions have the football going from right to left across your computer screen. And the back judge got confused on which direction we were going, and he had to go from one end of the field to the other. So Taylor will have it in motion. Is Ayler. They're going to give it to Ayler. They're going to throw it back to Taylor on the left sideline. He's wide open. Cornered at the 12 and jogs into the end zone for the score. Jake Ayler, the touchdown pass. My mother-in-law. Ayler with the touchdown pass. And that makes it 27-7. The mount on top of it, 14-51 left to go in this first half of action. Farsing will come in to attempt the extra point. 14-51. Farsing, the extra point. Good snap. Good hold. Kick is up, and the kick is good. We've got 14-51 left to go in this first half of action. Your score, it's the Mount 28 Defiant 7 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Thank you, Delhi Liquor Store, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Delhi Liquor Store, 5193 Delhi Pike and DelhiLiquor.com. Thank you, NYPD Pizza, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. NYPD Pizza, 5329 Foley Road and NYPDPizza.com. Dave Mitchell back here at Mount St. Joseph University. I'm going to be flying solo here for a little while as we've had a situation in the stands and it's Chuck's mother-in-law and they're going to rush her to the hospital and hopefully everything is okay with Chuck Murray's mother-in-law. So we'll hope to make sure that that happens here today. So I'm going to be flying solo here with you for just a little bit as the Lions now lead it. 28-7 here this afternoon in this one. Kicking it off will be Farsing. Back set to return. Brown and Clark again. And they have really been a thorn in the side of the Lions here this afternoon. Farsing will be kicking it off from right to left across your computer screen. As he approaches the football, line drive kick, and that's going to be into the end zone and through the end zone as Farfsing really put a foot into that one, and Defiance will start it out first and 10 at their own 25-yard line. Joining us now, Blake Watson, who's going to sit in for Chuck while Chuck goes to take care of family duties. Yeah, lines look good so far, man. Um, I was down there on the field for most of that first quarter, and... I'll tell you what, I got a great picture of that stiff arm from Cornell. Did you? Yeah. That was quite a run back, but then the, the holding penalty put it back into place. Also, I don't know what it looked like from up here, but field level looked like a little bit of a questionable call on that well, hold. I think all of it looked, it looked a little questionable. 1451, Warren 
Puts a man in motion, and that is going to be flipped out to the left-hand side to Clark. Clark around the left side to the near side. And the Lions ball loose on the field, and Defiance may have got back on top of it. They did as Clark recovered that near the 38-yard line. Wow, wow. A monster hit there by Devin Donaldworth, knocking the ball loose. Um, looked like it was going to fall right into the lap of Brady Buller, but he, he didn't seem to catch that one. I thought Buller actually kind of played that jet sweep well yeah. off the jump, but... Uh, Clark's just a little too quick for him. Warren, the quarterback, fake handoff to Freeman, looks up the left-hand side, now rolls out to the left, under heavy pressure, throws it out into the flat, incomplete. Tried to go to Brown, but he overthrew him. I know, you know, you and I haven't done one of these calls in a while, but Chuck and I talk quite a bit about this team, and you're seeing something today that we haven't seen a ton of early in the season. This, this pass rush looks really good so far today. Yeah, it does. And and it continue. I mean, when you look at it too, the way that the the weight differential on the front line. I mean, everybody on the across the front line for Defiance is almost three hundred pounds. Oh yeah, uh, Moultrie at center is a big big man. Oh. 330, dropping yeah. back, Warren. Now he's going to cut it up the right side. He's going to be hit and dropped right at near the line of scrimmage for no gain on second down. That's the second or third time. Obviously, I was down there in the first quarter, like I said before, but second or third time, the Defiance has been able to wriggle out of that first contact and, and getting a little bit. The Lions did a good job of rallying to the tackle there. It's almost all backups in at the defensive line right now for the Lions, almost all second-team guys, which is a good thing to see early in this game. Yeah. Anthony Wright is into the ball game now, though. And he'll likely play on passing downs today, um, and that's about it. And he's in pass coverage from his linebacker position right now on third down 10. Warren drops back, heavy rush. He's going to get hit and spun down and brought down at the 35-yard line for a loss of three. That's Brady Buller getting back there on the sack. Brady Buller could have got him. A couple other guys were there. Um, but B B Buller gets the sack on that one. It was a nice little pass rush. That's the fourth sack of the ball game for the Lions. Be fourth down, 13 yards to go. 13 minutes left to go in this first half of action. And punting it away will be Emmanuel Gutierrez. Averages about 30 yards a kick. Dropping back is Cornell Beecham near his own 30 to bring this one back. Surprised on that last that kickoff that Cornell did run back, even though it was called back. He didn't get kicked at it once at Manchester. I was yeah. surprised they went at him. Um, and now they really got no choice unless they directional it away from him. High snap, but Gutierrez brings it down. It's going to be a short kick. Beecham is going to get hit. It hit one of Defiance's players in the back of the helmet. They're going to jump on it near the 49, but that's going to be interference, yeah, I believe. Yeah, it'll be kick-catch interference. Um, even though he didn't signal for a fair catch, he has to be given that, you know, that halo to catch the the ball within, I think, the, what, a yard or whatever all yeah. the way around him or something like that. So the Lions will get an extra 15 here. You hardly ever see Cornell fair catch it. No, he Cornell wants to break every yardage record at, the, at this school, so he is not going to uh, catch it. Number 40, 15-yard penalty for the spot of the foul. First down. Hey, I'll tell you what, that's the first time I've been able to hear the ref's mic since we hooked <laughs> this thing up this year. Sweet. That sounds really, really good. I Sweet. like it. Yeah, it is. It's good. 12.29 left to go in the first half. I'm glad we could figure that thing out for you. It sounds really good. Hopefully the people at home are enjoying being able to hear the referee. I enjoy it up until it's a mount penalty, and then it's a little aggravating. How about the little Philly special we ran last play? Jake Ayler yeah. with a touchdown pass to Josh Taylor. First receiving touchdown of Josh's career. 
He's had a few other they, ones, though. They have been working on that one for the last couple of weeks. Well, I mean, you in remember. I, yeah. I know you remember, and obviously Chuck's back up here with us, but he'll remember. Jake started the game at quarterback last year and threw five touchdowns. Yeah. Jake can spin it. Yep. So it's going to put it down to the 46-yard line in defiance territory after that penalty. And he talked it over and put it down to the 46. Taylor takes the snap, rolls out to his right, now to his left, still hit, and he's going to be dropped right away by defiance's defensive lineman on the play, Richard Pope. Yeah, uh, Josh, I think, was looking to go to Gary Powell there with a quick little tight end pop pass. It wasn't there, and, and Pope was on top of it in a hurry. So it took it all the way back to the 45-yard line. That's a loss of about nine on the play. Second down 19 for the Lions. Beecham into the ball game. There is a high safety over top of Omar Porter. Now, earlier they weren't playing the high safety, but there's a lot of room outside him. I wouldn't be surprised to see the fade there, but no, we'll Taylor. go swing. Throws it out in the flat to Beecham. Beecham complete at the 45 and upended at the 49-yard line. Gain of four on the play. And we've got a skirmish going on down near the Mount sideline, and they get that cleared up, and everybody goes back to playing. That young man from Defiance needs to get, get a little love. I didn't get catch his name, but you, you tackle Cornell Beecham one-on-one -on -one in space. That's a heck of a tackle. Third down, 15 yards to go for the Lions. They need to get to the 36 in Defiance territory. Beecham still in the ball game. Receivers out wide on both sides. Brock slot left, dropping back is Taylor. Looking to his left, throws it out into the flat, incomplete. Overthrew Porter at the 40. And it'll bring up fourth down, and that'll bring in Ryan Murray to punt the football. Well, with Ryan Murray coming back in the game, I'll turn the headset back over to his, his illustrious father here behind us and let him call his son's punt. Ryan Murray averaging 41 yards a kick after that one. And he'll be punting it away from about his own 35-yard line. Dropping back set to return will be Clark near the 10 with 11.04 remaining to go in the first half of action. Our thanks to Blake Watson for sitting in. High snap, boy, a bad snap. But Murray gets it. There was virtually no rush, and he gets the punt away. Hits it to 23, takes a mount bounce inside the 20 to the 18-yard line. And that is going to be a 33-yard kick. But not too bad a one because that one looked like it was a CVG Southwest Airlines flight right back to him. Yeah, snap was a little high, but uh, you know, inside the 20, we'll take that. You're being generous. <laughs> a little high. So Defiance has the football. First time the Lions have had to punt the football in the last six quarters, Chuck. Yeah, it, it, we didn't punt last week at Manchester at all, so that's a good sign. 10.55 remaining to go in the first half. Warren, the quarterback, hands off to Freeman right up the middle. Freeman's going to get hit by Mason Owens and dropped right there at about the 20-yard line for a gain of, call it a couple. Bring up second down, eight yards to go. Everything good? I think so. Um, they did take her to the hospital, so we're, they're going to keep in touch with me. Uh, they think just maybe a little overheat. So hopefully that's all it is. Good. Second down, eight yards to go. Ball resting at the 20-yard line in Defiance territory. Now they put a man in motion to the far side, and that is Dawson. Dawson 
Now the snap to Warren. Warren rolls out to his left. He's going to get hit and dropped at the 22-yard line. That's not a sack since he gained positive yardage out of it, but it'll still be a gain of only two, and it's second down six. Third down six, excuse me. Yeah, I got him in third and six here. The, the, the pass rush, as Blake mentioned, it's been relentless, and he really doesn't have a whole lot of time to throw, and the coverage downfield has been really good. Well, on third downs this year, Defiance has not been that great. They have been 37% on third down conversions, 24 of 65. Warren now straight out of the shotgun. Receivers on wide on both sides, third and six. Looks down the middle, gets hit behind the line, then spins out of it. He's going to hit at the 25, dropped right there after a two-yard gain, and it's fourth down and three yards to go. Well, maybe a short three, yeah. closer to two. Yeah, you, yeah they're going to punt. They're punting away. 28-7, to seven. Lions lead it. Again, really good coverage down the field, relentless pass rush, and uh, just nowhere to go with the ball. He took off, very athletic back there, but just couldn't make the first down. Nine minutes exactly and running left to go. Cornell Beecham back set to return. Gutierrez, the punter, comes in to punt it away. He had a 30-yarder his first time. Gutierrez, right-footed kicker. Waiting for the snap from center on fourth down and two yards to go. They took the play clock all the way down. That kick from Gutierrez, sidewind kick that's going to hit in mouth territory, out of bounds at about the 45-yard line. Oh, the official threw his flag. Yeah, I mean, the, the ball just barely hit the ground and he threw a flag. So this could be maybe a sideline warning maybe? or That may be. I don't know what else it could be. It it can't be kicking it out of bounds. <laughs> no, 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 that's not illegal. Let's see what he comes up with. Personal foul. Kicking team number 87. 15-yard penalty from the end of the kick. First down. Maybe he ran out of bounds the whole way and didn't come back in. That's the only thing I can think of there. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, because he was nowhere near the ball. Yeah, I, I, and then maybe that's it. I, I've seen that called in the NFL quite a bit. You know, you, if you get pushed out, you get it, but you have to come back. You can't just stay out of bounds the right. whole time. So that's kind of my guess. So the Lions take it over first and ten in Defiance territory, and immediately the nose guard for Defiance, Rigo Villa, jumps and hits Danny Mabe, and that will penalize Defiance another five yards and mark it down to the 35-yard line. Yeah, so the, the playbook's open for Coach Coral right now, first and five. That's fourth penalty for 35 yards in this game for Defiance. First down, five yards to go for the Lions at the 35-yard line. Fake handoff, Taylor throws complete to the Joey Newton at the 30, cuts inside, and then is going to be cut back and brought down near the 26-yard line. So a gain of about seven and a first down for the Lions on first and five. Yeah, just a quick little quick little out. Got it to Joey, ran a couple more yards on his own, first down. 8.07 and running, left to go in this first half. Is a defense that's just so hard to stop. It is. Taylor moves a man in motion, that's Brock to the near side, beats him to his left. Taylor is gonna look for Brock into the end zone, no he's going for Porter. Porter goes up in the end zone, in between two men, put it up, caught it. Caught it. Touchdown, the Lions! What a catch. What a throw and what a catch. You know, you said it in game one 
against Baldwin Wallace that he's got to learn how to come down with those improbable catches, and that's one that he did right yeah, that, there. That's a highlight film catch right there. That's a Sports Center top ten. What a throw by Josh. Put it where he could only catch it, and what a catch by Omar. Nice job by Porter. And Patrick Murray, the holder, farcing the kicker. 34-7 Lions. High snap, but Murray gets it down, and that Ooh. kick hits the upright and bounces away. No good. You know, I'm sorry, the snaps have been high with the punting and sometimes the, the PAT, so let's get that corrected. 7.42 left to go in this first half of action. Your score, it's the Mount 34, Defiance 7 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. You're a Lions fan. Own it. And we are the radio home of Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports, UltimateSportsTalk.com. Football, basketball, wrestling, volleyball, softball, baseball. We are Cincinnati's sports website and also the home of the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night during the baseball season. We are the home of the Mount St. Joseph Lions, UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, the Lions take the ball down the field and score, but they can't hit the extra point, and it's 34-7. The Mount leads it with 7.47 left to go in this first half. My apologies. Again, some of these things that you know we hope are correctable, the high snaps, the, the really poor coverage on kickoffs, uh, some of the unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. As the season goes along further, those things are going to hurt you unless we clean it up. Clark and Brown now are lined up almost identical Back near the 10-yard line, almost side-by-side side with each other. And it's going to be Brown that's going to let it bounce, go back to his 2 and pick it up to the 5, right up the middle to the 10. He's going to get hit at the 12, spins forward, maybe got the 13. There is no way he got to the 15, Chuck, and that's where they've spotted him. Yeah, he touched it there, but he ran backwards a couple yards. Holy Toledo, where they spotted that football. Well, that was really good coverage. Kyle kicked it. You know, they couldn't get to it, and, uh, boy, we got him pinned in now. 7.34 remaining. 34-7. Mount on top of it with 7.34 left to go. Here in the first half of action. And Defiance will take it over. Back in their own territory at about the 13-yard line. Dropping back is Warren. Warren now cuts it off the left-hand side. He's going to get hit at the 15 and struggle forward near the 16 or 17-yard line. Dave, our coverage on the back end has been outstanding. I mean, no one is open. He goes back, and there's just nobody open. And it's been that way, Chuck, since the third quarter of the Manchester game a week ago. Yeah, they, they are really, our DBs have really done an excellent job. I mean, the pass rush has gotten better, and so defensively, you know, and we're stopping the run now. So, you know, so far it's coming together pretty good today. Yeah, it really is. Second down, eight yards to go. Ball resting at the 18-yard line. Dropping back is Warren. Warren rolls out to his right. Now spins back to the left. He's going to get hit again. It's again. Again, I sound like a broken record, but here we go again. Good coverage down the field. Nowhere to throw it. He's got to tuck it. and. He barely well, he lost a couple yards. He's at the you know, third and long, third and yep. 12. That's the, well, officially the fourth sack. I thought he had the fourth sack back on the possession previous. But they've got him for four sacks here today for the Lions. 
6.20 left to go in this first half, and the Lions leading it 34-7. It'll be third down and 12 yards to go. Ball back at the 13, make it the, yeah, the 13-yard line. Warren puts a man in motion to the far side. He'll take the snap, low snap, and picked it up off the ground. Rolls to the left. He's going to get hit, spin forward. He lost the football, ball loose, but it looked like Warren got it back at about the 10-yard line. That's another sack for the Lions. Yeah, again, he just has no work, and then he's down. Now he might be hurt. And Warren, well, that, is that Warren? That, that doesn't that look like Warren. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a lineman. It's one of the offensive yeah. linemen. 5.43 to go in the first half. Lions leading at 34-7. Fourth down at 13 for the Yellow Jackets. Hey, Mount alumni, we have some great news for you. The Mount is now offering alumni a new 10% discount on the Master of Science and Organizational Leadership program starting in January. Earn your master's degree with a flexible virtual format in just 20 months at a 10% discounted rate. Sign up now at msj.edu slash apply. 5.43 left to go in the first half of action. Still nothing, nothing? Yeah, nothing, nothing. Top of the eight, two outs. Wow. It's like a soccer game. <laughs> <laughs> Going back set to kick it off to punt it away is Gutierrez from his own end zone. Beecham at about midfield. Gutierrez low, line drive kick away from Beecham, and it's going to go out of bounds, Chuck, inside the 30 at the 27-yard line. That's just a 15-yard punt. What's interesting, if you look at the flags now, the wind's kind of in our favor pretty good at this point. So, again, different times of the day. You just hope it kind of lines up when you have the wind. So the Lions will take over the football at their the Defiance 27-yard line. And they'll reset the play clock to 25. Josh Taylor, the recipient of a touchdown reception today. And back in a quarterback with Mo McKenzie off to his right out of the pistol. And he hands it off to Mo on the left-hand side. Cuts it up to the 25 near the 24-yard line. That's a gain of three. Second down, seven yards to go. Just an absolutely gorgeous day. Yeah, it really is. We've been blessed with weather so far this whole season. Let's hope the second half of the season's as good as the first. Well, and you got the the softball team playing today, the baseball team playing today. You can't ask for better weather for that. Yeah, fantastic for you know almost mid October. Second down, seven yards to go. Taylor with McKenzie off to his right out of the pistol. Two receivers out wide. Now McKenzie moves out of the backfield in motion. Gets it over the middle. Taylor gets it off to Brock near the 19-yard line where he's spun down right away. That's a five-yard reception. And it'll be third down, two yards to go. Third and two. Ball at the 19-yard line. Now Beecham will come back in. Mo McKenzie will leave the ball game. Taylor, the quarterback. Looking things over for the Lions. Now fake handoff, throws it out to the left. It's complete to Brock at the 13. 10-5 dives into the end zone. Touchdown, Lions! Yeah, just a little in cut. Hitting right in the numbers in stride. Off to the races. Another touchdown for the Lions. Offensively, we look really, really good today. 3.53 left to go in the first half. And the Lions now have opened up a 33-point lead. 
at 40 to 7. And it's pretty much pitch and catch. Next week, the Lions will be in Anderson, and we'll be on the air with the pregame show at 1 o'clock for that one, so join us then. Farsing gets the kick away. There's a flag down. Yeah, their right end was offsides, way offsides. And the Lions will probably just take that on the... Offsides. And now they'll check and see. Well, Hop's just going to take the point at this point. Yeah. He's not going to go for two. Guess no. he could get five yards on the kickoff, maybe. Or did they Correct. throw it dead? Well, he's got to re-kick it. Might have to re-kick it because they blew it before. Well, and Charlie's like, okay, I guess i got to stop rigging the bell now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. He should have just let the play go through, and then he can decide. No. Yeah. They said he was going in unabated. Yeah, okay, well. But that, that's the catch-all for everything. Yeah. I so, Lions will come back out, and they'll attempt the extra point again. It's still 40-7. to seven. Yeah, we're just refusing it just to keep the PAT at the same spot and everything. Or now, now, now they're going to move it up. So we are going to take the yard, yard and a half. So it'll be about a 17 or 18 yard PAT here. Farsing again, yep. It'll be spotted at the eight. Good snap, good hold. Ooh. Kick is drilled right Mate. through. Yeah, okay. 3.53 left to go in the first half. Your score, it's the Mount 41 Defiant 7 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Take your game to new heights at Mount St. Joseph University where Division Three champions are made. We coach our Lions to become leaders who will win on the field and in their career. With 23 athletic teams and cutting-edge facilities, we are the NCAA Division III University in Greater Cincinnati. Are you ready to compete with the heart of a Lion and become our next champion? Learn more at msjlions.com. Thank you, Del High Skyline Chili, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Del High Skyline, 5137 Del High Pike, and SkylineChili.com. And Farsing will kick it off for the Lions with 3.53 left to go in this first half. Lions leading at 41-7. And it's going to be taken in by Clark. Clark is going to cut it. To the left-hand side, now back to the right-hand side, 25-30, outside the 30, to the 34-yard line. About 15 yards on the return, and Defiance will have it at the 34-yard line in their own territory. 3.44 left to go in the first half at halftime. Mark Rogers will preview the Ohio State-Michigan State game, and Mike Florio and Chris Sims will preview the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Do you know, I have kept to my word, I have not watched a single Cleveland Browns game. Wow. Not interested. Yeah, that's... I know, hard to believe. You're taking a stand. I am. The handoff goes to Freeman on the counter. He cuts it to the 45, out near the 47-yard line. He's got a gain of 12 on the play, and there's a man down offensive lineman back about the 35-yard line. It looks like, well, let's check and see. It looked like Victor Garza. Yeah, it's David Heidelberg. Yeah, yeah. Heidelberg out of Fremont Ross High School. Sophomore. 
I mean, when you look at this Defiance roster, I, I mean, especially Chuck's, I mean, let's talk about this while we've got a moment. When you've had five coaches in the last six years, the biggest thing is the recruiting. Yeah, you know, it, like I said, I, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. That's a tough five coaches in six years. You can't get any continuity. And like you say, the recruiting and then not to mention the, the losing record, that's tough to sell. So uh, he's up at least. He's kind of limping off. But, yeah, that, that's a tough gig, and I'm sure he'll do a good job, hopefully, for them. He's there more than a year and uh, can get it back together for him. You know, Defiance has got some good facilities. We've seen them. Mm -hmm. And they've got nice facilities. The problem is, is that the high school football, talent-wise, in Northwest Ohio is not that great. Yeah, and that, that makes it tough because, you know, our bread and butter is kind of Cincinnati area. And we've, we have went out out of state, and really they've done a nice job of that getting to Tennessee and Georgia. But for the most part, your bread and butter is your, you know, your city, your surrounding area. And for them, it just, it's been rough. It has been. So, Defiance will have the football at their 47-yard line after picking up a first down. Dropping back is Warren. Warren looking upfield. They got away with a hold, but coming in and getting him is Buller. Check at Noah, Noah Hammond, Hammond. Yeah. at the 46-yard line. That's going to be... It's another sack, Dave. Well, one yeah, yard loss. he did lose a yard. Yeah. That's weird the way they do stats at this level. They, they call them rushing yards, which is ridiculous. But, uh, but yeah, it's, still, it's a sack, but it doesn't go down against the passing yards. It goes down against the rushing yards. That's six sacks. So far today for the Lions. Yeah, it's been a really good pass rush. Second down, 12 yards to go. Ball back at the 45-yard line. Hand off to Freeman on second down. Right up the middle. Gets it out to the 50. That's a five-yard gain. Well, you got a guy like that, Chuck. I mean, I would have him. Yeah. I would have given him the ball a lot more. I mean, it looked like their first drive. He runs up the middle five or six, and they go away from him, and... We did stop him once for a two-yard game, but, boy, I'm going to say, man, you give it to him three times, I think he's got a good shot at making ten yards. I mean, good grief, you know. Put a saddle on the guy and just ride him. I'm with you. Third down and six yards to go. They really didn't do that last year either with the interim coach. Third down, six, moving in motion is Brown. Now reverses and goes back to the other side. Receivers out wide on both sides. Warren comes Hammond again. Snap. Hammond got him, and then he's dropped. I think Hammond did get him along with Butler. Yeah. Another sack. Buller was in there. Excuse me, not Butler. A minute 40 to go. And they're going to kick it away again. Last punt, with I think, was 20 yards. So Gutierrez will come in. He has punted the ball four times for a 26-yard average and he's kicking into the wind again winds picked up a little not a ton but i'd say yeah. 10 to 15 mile an hour something like that and it might be to his well you know it's strange look at the flag it looks like it's at his back <laughs> look at the flags above the goalposts. Yeah. it's blowing into his face yeah. fourth and 14 beach and back set to return at the 25 good snap Gutierrez low line drive sideline kick that goes right out of bounds at about the 37-yard line. Oh, boy, it's way up to the 42. 42. So about a 30-yard punt, not even that. Yeah. Boy. Yeah, well, we got time to score again. A minute to go. We got three timeouts. 
We'll see how aggressive they are. Normally, they're not. So with a big lead, maybe they just run it out, getting the ball the second half. And, yeah, like we said again, they get the ball to the second half. Uh, it looks like Tyler Prather's in. Prather? Well, good opportunity to see him maybe run a one-minute offense. Yeah, well, I'm thinking they're going to throw the ball if they put him in here. Mo McKenzie to the left of him, and he throws it out into the flat to Austin Brock, and Brock is hit immediately for a one-yard loss. Zane Dine missed the block that would have keyed Brock moving upfield, and he lost a yard. Well, they'll put him right at the line of scrimmage, no gain. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm probably just going to run it out. I think that's what they're going to do now. They're taking their time. Give the ball to Mo. If he busts one, fine. If not, just run it out. We may see a steady yep. dose. Yeah, they're going to drop back a pass, Prather. Looking upfield, he's going to throw he's it deep. Got he's got Brock, and it's complete out of at the 20. No, they say he's out of bounds at the 20. Wow, beautiful throw and catch. Tyler spun that, what, 40 yards in the air. Just yeah. couldn't get a foot down. You know, I was watching Prather the other day in practice, and I know you've seen him, but a lot of people don't see these players without their helmets on and everything. Prather's the type of guy that you look at him, you swear he's running for governor. <laughs> I, he's got this the slicked back, combed over from the side hair. You know, good-looking guy. Like, you know, I want you to vote for me. He's made some major improvements since he's been here. You went to Colerain, and, and they historically don't throw the right. ball. Right. Hand off Mo McKenzie off the right side to the 45 to the 50. In descent to Defiance Territory down at the 45-yard line. That's a gain of about 13 on the play and a first down for the Lions. Clock stopped, then started before the chains had even moved from the original down markers. Um, just ten, 10 seconds left to go. Prather looks at the sideline, wants to run another play. Five seconds, he's going to take the snap with three. Drops back, steps up, throws it out into the flat, incomplete. Trying to go to Pollard, and that'll do it for the end of the first half. And it will be the end of the first half. Your score at the end of the first... 30 minutes of play. It is the Mount 41 Defiance 7. Our halftime show coming up next on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Thank you, Bearcat Storage, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Bearcat Storage, two locations on Delhi Pike and BearcatStorage.com. Action. Using gay to mean dumb or stupid, not cool. Not in my house, not anywhere. Words have consequences, you know, so we, we're accountable for the things that we say, and, and words have meaning. And so we have to be careful with the things that we say and be sensitive to others, and so hopefully we can get that across. For someone like Grant Hill to say, and I believe it's wrong, um, and I want you to stop doing it, um, I think is very powerful. It's not creative, it's offensive to gay people, and you're better than that. When it comes to uh, you know, homophobic in, in the sports world, it's come a long way, and I think that people are realizing that you have to respect one another. You have to respect people's values and what they are because we're not here to judge, and I think it's, it's critical to start the standard for people that are in kindergarten, first, second grade, and it starts with the NBA because uh, a lot of these people, you look up to the stars, these role models, and kids want to be you, and if they see how you're acting towards this, um, it definitely will sway a lot of people. With small class sizes, over 22 different NCAA Division III men's and women's athletic teams, an eSports team, a vibrant arts and theater program, and dozens of student clubs and campus activities, you'll be sure to find your place at the Mount. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount. 
visit our website at msj.edu slash admissions. In the game of life, it's not how far you can throw the ball. It's not how high you can fly. It's not how fast you can run. Or how many touchdowns you can score that matters. It's really how you play the game that counts. Because the game only lasts four quarters. For a few years. For that moment in time. Good sportsmanship. 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 Lasts a lifetime. Welcome back to Schuler Field here in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chuck Murray, and we are at halftime of this afternoon's ball game between the Mount St. Joseph Lions and the Defiance Yellow Jackets. There's some other college football action going on this afternoon in Cincinnati where the Bearcats will be taking on South Florida. Number two ranked Georgia is going to be entertaining Auburn this afternoon. That's at 3.30 on CBS. Texas Tech will be entertaining Oklahoma State. Number 11, Utah, will be at 18th-ranked UCLA. And at 4 o'clock this afternoon on ABC, 3rd-ranked Ohio State will be taking on Michigan State. Mark Rogers, the voice of college football, previews that ball game this afternoon. Buckeyes on the road for the first time. They go to East Lansing. They are 10-0 there since 1999. Of course, the Buckeyes drilled the Spartans in a top-10 matchup last season, 56-7. to And uh, you're not going to hear this comment made very often. 56-7, to and it wasn't that close. Buckeyes led it 49-0 at the half. C.J. Stroud only let the ball hit the ground three times. And that was against a team, of course, led by Kenneth Walker III, who went 11-2, finished in the top 10, and won the Peach Bowl. Michigan State's nowhere close to that team, even though they've got the same coach, Mel Tucker, same quarterback, Peyton Thorne, eight touchdowns, six picks, but don't blame him for the most part. He is running for his life. I caught the entire game against Washington, and that was the first big warning sign of things to come. Washington completely dominated that game. Peyton Thorne ran for his life, ran around like Russell Wilson and Fran Tarkington, made as many plays as he possibly could, and Keon Coleman's a top-flight receiver for this football team. 25 catches, 3 touchdowns. He made the plays to keep Sparty within distance in a game that they lost by 11 but looked completely outclassed by 5 touchdowns. They got whipped on the line of scrimmage, and this has been Michigan State's issue. They cannot run the ball. 29 carries, 42 yards against Washington. Then they come home to take on Minnesota. Listen to this one. The Gophers rush for 240, Michigan State 38 yards. Time of possession, Minnesota 43-17. to Michigan State didn't score a touchdown against the Gophers until there was 17 seconds left in the game, basically shut out against Minnesota. They go to Maryland. They played better last week. Definite improvements there. Maybe Maryland's not quite as good. But it was a decent football game But Michigan State, again, outclassed by Maryland. They lose that one. Between uh, Wisconsin transfer Jalen Berger, Jarek Broussard coming in from Colorado, and Elijah Collins, they split the carries between those three, but nobody's getting the job done against the better defenses. The offensive line has been awful, and we know what the defenses looked like. We'll get to that in just a second. The Buckeye defense, after giving up a huge play against Notre Dame in the first drive of the season, has looked, for the most part, despite giving up some big plays against the likes of, let's say, Toledo, has looked pretty stellar. Jim Knowles' defense is improving, and there's no question about that. Wisconsin only scored one touchdown when it really mattered. The rest of it was meaningless. This defense is currently 10th in the nation in yards per game at 263, 16th in the nation in points given up at 14.8 points per game. The Rutgers touchdown drive was the first drive of the game, and then the Buckeyes gave up 
nothing against the Scarlet Knights. Now taking on a very capable Michigan State squad from the standpoint of skill position players, but the Buckeye defensive line should dominate this game. Travion Henderson will be back. What about Jackson Smith and Jigba? Probably not for this trip to East Lansing. We hope the best for him, of course, to get him back out on the field. Possibly the best wide receiver in college football. In his absence, Emeka Ibuka, 512 yards receiving already on the season through five games. Marvin Harrison has 405. Julian Fleming has accounted for four touchdowns and between the three, 15 touchdown receptions from a C.J. Stroud, uh, who probably turned in his worst performance of his career uh, last week against Rutgers, missed a lot of guys and did not see guys open, still continues to refuse to run with the football even when the green grass is right in front of him. We mentioned Travion Henderson might be back. Mayan Williams has been a beast. Scored five touchdowns against Rutgers. Of course, that joined Pete Johnson, 1974, and Keith Byers, 1984, in the famous shoe flip game against Illinois for the record-setting uh, mark at Ohio State. C.J. still at 69% completion percentage, 18 touchdowns and two picks. The offensive line has not only been talented, as it always is, in producing NFL-type players, but nasty running the football. This is the best offense in college football. The rankings are number one in the nation in points and number three in yardage. The Michigan State defense shredded against Washington and Michael Penix for 385 yards, and it was worse than that. You had to watch it. And two Big Ten quarterbacks, Tanner Morgan and uh, Talia Tungavailoa, have completed 82% of their passes against Michigan State's secondary. Jacoby Winman, the transfer from UNLV, is making plays in the Michigan State defense with eight tackles for loss and five sacks. The team, though, through five games has zero interceptions. We'll see you next time. Elsewhere in college football action coming up this afternoon, also at 4 o'clock, Ole Miss will be entertaining Vanderbilt, and Arizona State will be at Washington. Tonight at 7.30, Clemson will play Boston College. Washington State goes to USC. South Carolina will be playing Kentucky. Army against Wake Forest. Notre Dame will be taking on BYU. And Iowa State will be hosting Kansas State later on tonight. And at 8 o'clock, the headline game, number one Alabama will play Texas A&M. In professional football tomorrow afternoon in the NFL, the Sunday night game has the Cincinnati Bengals going to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Both teams are 2-2. Two and two. Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio and Chris Sims preview the game on Sunday night. Bengals at the Ravens. Ravens haven't won a home game, I think, since 2010. I think that's what it's up to now. I may be exaggerating. Bengals beat the crap out of the Ravens in Baltimore last year, 41-17. to That was kind of the moment we're like, hey, these Bengals may have something here. These, we may have to look past those ugly uniforms and realize the Bengals may have some good players inside of them. Ravens are three-point favorites. Both teams are 2-2. Two and two. Key swing game in the AFC North. Over under 48 and a half. Chris, who do you like? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I was on the fence with this one. You know, the last, you know, whatever, whatever it is, 24 hours since I've been trying to figure this out and writing scores and a few little notes and things like that where, 
You know, I went back and forth. I, I look at this one as a little bit of a coin flip game. It certainly won't be a best bet for me. I know that. Here's the thing. I look at it and go, you know this, I know this, all of this. Marlon Humphrey made comments about this. The Ravens defense is not good. They're not. We know that. But, okay, the problem is the Bengals' offense is certainly not special right now either. The offensive line is still an issue. They can't run the ball. They don't protect all that good. We saw that. And you heard me this morning on PFT where I just, the Bengals' offense is doing a disservice to Joe Burrow and the weapons they have. They're so bland and simple, it's disgusting. It's lined up in the same formation, seven plays in a row. No motion. I mean, last week the Dolphins stopped doubling Jamar Chase because they were literally like, well, he, all he runs is a slant or a go route. We can cover that. In fact, we don't even need our corner out here. We can bring the water boy off out here as long as he can run a little. He'll schematically be in place. You know what I'm saying. I'm having fun there. But so I don't know. And then that, the fact that the Bengals can't run the ball. And they can't protect. Like, I don't think the Ravens are going to have to do crazy stuff on defense, right? Mike, you've heard me say the last few weeks, like, the Ravens can't get pressure unless they blitz. And that compromises who they got in the back end. I don't think they're going to have to do that against this crew. And so that's what scares me a little bit as far as the Bengals are concerned. And the other side of the ball, I do think the Bengals can slow down and make things ugly for Lamar Jackson and the offense, definitely. I'm... I've gone back and forth with, wait, do I think this will be high scoring or do it? Oh, oh. I'm actually think I got to the point where I'm going to go lo- like it's more of a low scoring football game. I think the Bengals, the Bengals will have a hard time scoring a lot of points against the Ravens. And I think the Bengals defense will slow down the Ravens and not make it a shootout. But I'm going to trust the Ravens at home and John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson to pull it out. and going to go 20 to 17 Ravens. I got 27-23, and to me, this is a John Harbaugh reminds us all that he's a good coach game. Backed into the corner, saying all the right things this week, doing all the right things this week, pushing all the right buttons on his players to get maximum performance defensively, offensively, and just finding a way. It's just getting to the point where it's embarrassing. I think the home losing streak is five. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pete, but I think they've lost five in a row at home unacceptable for the Ravens. Harbaugh's not going to let that stand. And all due respect to Zach Taylor, in a contest between Harbaugh that, and Taylor, I'm taking Harbaugh. That, that's, that's what I basically got down to. I just When I got into it and I went, ooh, there's a lot of evens here. And, hey, I said 20-17 to 17, uh, I, Ravens. I really had 23-20 Ravens. I know that's spot on. So let's make it 24-20 Ravens, uh, Pete. But, but Mike, I, I want to piggyback. I, that's really when – I, when I got down to it and I went, ooh, wait, this and that, and okay, it's pretty even. I just went, you know what? I'm going to just trust – the Ravens culture and John Harbaugh and Lamar a little more than the Cincinnati Bengals right now, who I'm not counting out of this by any stretch of the imagination, you know, but, but I just trust Baltimore and, and like what you said, John Harbaugh, a hair more than, than Zach Taylor and company. In other games tomorrow in the Northern Division of the AFC, the Steelers will be taking on Buffalo in Buffalo tomorrow afternoon and the only other game in the division will have the Chargers in Cleveland taking on the Browns. A couple other headline games coming up today. The Giants are taking on the Packers. That'll be tomorrow morning, I should say. That'll be in London. The Falcons will be entertaining the Buccaneers. And here's a big one that nobody thought would actually be one. The Dolphins will be playing in New York against the Jets. 
We are at halftime of this afternoon's ball game between the Defiance College Yellow Jackets and the Mount St. Joseph University Lions. I'm Dave Mitchell. Chuck Murray and I will be back to take a look at the stat story of this afternoon's ball game after this timeout. Thank you, Wishbone Tavern, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Wishbone Tavern, 5251 Delhi Pike and wishbonetavern.com. When I needed to renew my teaching license, Mount St. Joseph University offered the only program in Ohio that allowed me to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree fully online. The Mount helped me climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. Thank you, Delhi Skyline Chili, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Delhi Skyline, 5137 Delhi Pike and it is 41 to 7. The Lions leading it here at the half. I'm Dave Mitchell along with uh, Chuck Murray. And the Lions have really dominated things here in the first half of action. 41 to 7 over Defiance. Right now, Josh Taylor, 14 of 20 through the air for 205 yards. He's completed 70% of his passes for four touchdowns, and he's been sacked once. Tyler Prather came into the ballgame. And finished out the first half. He was one of three. Jake Ayler, one of one passing. That touchdown pass went to Josh Taylor. And the Lions, as we said, are just totally dominating everything in the first half, leading it by a score of 41-7. to When you look at the total offense and everything that has happened here today, the Lions, again, they're, they're just doing everything that they know what to do, and they are actually just getting everything done the way that they know how to do it. And that is by rushing, by passing, by running back kickoffs, and they're just doing it outstandingly here today. Right now, Defiance has only 50 yards in total offense. The Lions, 298 yards in total offense this afternoon. It has been a total dominating performance by the Lions here this afternoon. We don't have any scores out of the conference as of this afternoon. But we do have a couple of scores coming to you from the Division One college football. Mississippi State is leading Arkansas 34-17. to Indiana losing to Michigan today in the fourth quarter. Closer game than people might have expected. 17-10. to There's seven minutes to go in that ball game. TCU is leading Kansas 31-24. to It is Tennessee blowing up Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers 37-7 in the fourth quarter. 12 minutes to go in that ball game. Cincinnati right now, that game got started oh, about 45 minutes ago. And they are losing to South Florida 10 to nothing with 319 left to go in the first quarter of action. Other games this afternoon, Auburn will be at Georgia. Texas Tech goes to Oklahoma State. Of course, Ohio State is going to be playing this afternoon against Michigan State. Mississippi goes to Vandy, Utah at UCLA, and Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. We're about three minutes away from the kickoff of the second half of action. Lions should get the football. They lead it 41-7. 
here on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. Thank you, Delhi Barbers, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Delhi Barbers, 402 Greenwell Avenue, and DelhiBarbers.com. Thank you, Cincinnati Open Box Outlet, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Cincinnati Open Box Outlet, 6252 Glenway Avenue, OpenBoxOutlet.com. And it's 41 to 7, the Lions leading it here at the half. Both teams are out and warming up for second half action. We do have some scores from the conference this afternoon. Right now, Hanover is winning 49 to 14 this afternoon. Hanover, one of the teams that is 1 and 0 on the year in the conference, and they are beating up on Bluffton this afternoon. Franklin is leading 31 to 7. They're playing Anderson at home today. And Rose is up in the second quarter, 34 to nothing over Manchester, but that game got underway about a half an hour later than everybody else's game got underway this afternoon. So that is what is happening. We don't have any scores out of soft, uh, softball or baseball other than the first score that we had, Chuck. So, I mean, the, we don't have anything yet, and we know that the girls' softball team is playing two more games today and the doubleheader today for the baseball team. Yeah, they uh, defeated, uh, they won their first game 8-3 against Midway this morning, and I think they were playing their second game around 1. Now, their third game starts at 6, so we won't have that when we go off the air, obviously. We'll be gone before they even start. And then the baseball team is playing their doubleheader against UC Claremont. That started at 1, so we hope before we go off the air we can maybe at least get a score from the first game. And that would be nice if we would be able to get that accomplished, so... Boy, things are looking up for the athletics yeah, around Mount St. Joseph. They really are. I mean, with the baseball field coming and, and a really good freshman class there, the softball team's been dominant for the last four or five years. NCAA regional appearances, and their next goal probably, you know, I'm sure is to get to the World Series. Football team is on a roll here looking to go 5-0. and oh. Uh, you know, so things, you know, women's soccer made the NCAA tournament last year, and they're 3-0-1 they're in the league. As I mentioned, they have not been scored upon in league play so far. So, yeah, things are really looking good uh, for, for Mountain Sports, and, we, you know, we're hoping uh, and praying that, you know, maybe we can get a national championship out of one of these teams like we just did in wrestling last year with Cornell. There's a new baseball field coming? There is a new baseball field coming in Delhi. Uh, you know, I've been told that it's just a matter of time, and they're, they're thinking, and, you know, we're really optimistic about 2024. Yeah, it was nice to have the uh, Anderson dance team here today. Yeah, it really was. I saw their athletic director, uh, Chris Newton, and his wife, and, of course, Chris's son, Joey, is a receiver on our team, and he's the athletic director out there, and uh, he pointed it out to us. They did a really nice job at halftime, and maybe some of them girls will end up here on our dance team someday. So the Lions will be receiving the kickoff here to begin the second half of action. They lead it 41-7. Austin Price is going to go back. Yellow Jackets kicker, 
to return this one. And back set to return it with him is Joey Newton. The little bit of wind uh, defines decided to take this quarter. So it is 41-7. Lions lead it heading into the second half of action. And kicking it off will be Sanchez. Short kick be taken in by Newton, or by Cam York, excuse me, at the 17. Cuts it to the 30, out to the 35, and he's finally wrangled down at about the 40-yard line. Yeah, those low line drive kicks are very returnable, so they've had a couple, and now we're up to the 40. 17-yard return on the kickoff by Cam York. We're probably going to see – now, that may be it for Josh Taylor. Tyler Prather is into the ballgame. Yeah, I'm thinking Tyler will probably play third and maybe into the fourth, and then we'll, we'll see um, some more backups. Mo McKenzie is in the ballgame for the Lions. He's to the right of Prather. Fake handoff. Prather throws out into the flat, and it is complete on the play, and it is brought down near the 46-yard line. That's Noah Harvell. Harvell from Sigel High School in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Yeah, home to Middle Tennessee State. Yep. Been there a few times. Worker business or worker pleasure. <laughs> um, depends how you look at it. Second and three, <laughs> handoff to Mo McKenzie around the right-hand side, and he's going to pick up maybe a yard out to the 48. You're going to see a lot of substitutions in this second half for both teams, I've got a feeling. Yeah, I think, you know, time to empty the benches for both clubs today, and, uh, you know, 41 to 7. Third down a yard to go for the Lions. McKenzie in the backfield out of the pistol. Hand off to McKenzie. He's going to be hit yeah. behind the line and dropped. Just no blocking out front. Nope. Lost two. Fourth down three. And it's punting time for the Lions. And Ryan Murray will come in to punt this one away. He has had one punt today for 33 yards on the afternoon. Dropping back set to return is going to be Clark. Now check it. It's going to be Tawan Rome. Rome, a 5'11", 180-pound sophomore. Number 80 is back to return this one. Near his 10. High snap, but Ryan got it oh, away. Low it. spiral kick that hits at the 37. Got bounces inside roll. the 20 and will roll out of bounds at the 13-yard line. That's a 40-yard punt. Yeah, got a little lucky there. 13.09 left to go in the third quarter of play and now Defiance will have the football to start the second half of action and it will be placed down they, at the I'm sorry those snaps continue to be high they do you know I just Lions have got their first team defense in there except for Anthony Wright of course he didn't start the game he's played mostly on passing downs Nick Stevenson started at that star linebacker spot today and he's in there on the left-hand side right now. Warren, the quarterback. Warren in the first half was one of five passing. He got sacked seven times. Handoff up the middle to Freeman. And Freeman takes it out across the 15 to the 16-yard line. Freeman, seven carries now for 38 yards on the play. Yeah, he's a load. I, I would have expected at this point in the game for him to have about 15 carries. But uh, fortunately, he's only had seven. 12.45 and running left to go in the third quarter. This one has been a fast one. We'll get an idea in here for you right after this play. Warren now 
with two running backs right beside him. Handoff goes to Diesler. Diesler around the right-hand side. Gets it to the 20, upended at the 20 to the 21-yard line for a gain of four. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph Football on WDTZ-FM and UltimateSportsTalk.com. And today on YouTube also, Diesler out of the ball game on third and three at the 21-yard line. 41-7, Lions lead it on the onslaught in the first half. They only had to punt the ball once. That was the second punt just a few plays ago by Ryan Murray. Warren with Freeman right behind him on third and three. Low snap. Warren picks it up. Got hit behind the line. Struggles forward to the 20. Lost a yard. That's the eighth sack of the day for the Lions. And it should be punting time for the Yellow Jackets, and it will be. 11.35 and running left to go. Another good defensive stand by the Lions. Yeah. They have not given up anything big in this ballgame. Yeah, Declan Brophy with the sack there. Just, yeah, they're really putting the pressure on. Good pass rush. We just played a really sound game defensively. Our defensive backs, he's dropped back and just nobody open. Cam York is going to drop back to return this punt from Gutierrez. Gutierrez, five punts, 24 punt yards per punt average. Low spinning spiral. Hits at about the 45, bounces into Mount Territory across the 50 inside the 45, and will be down at the 42-yard line. That's a 38-yard punt, aided mainly by the roll. And 10.55 to go in the third quarter. Lions leading it 41-7. Are they in the 10th now? Well... Uh, let's see, a ground ball to second. It looks like there's a runner on third with two outs. In the 10th? In the 10th. Now, they don't do that crazy put a runner on second. They, the actually, they actually earned it. Right. Moving in motion to the near side. Lines receiver. Now, Prather is going to throw it up the right side to Zane Dine. He's got it inside the 35 at the 32-yard line. What a great catch. It I was. Zane Dine. A heck of a throw, a heck of a catch. He He's all over him. Great coverage, and he just Zane went up and just made a great catch. Dine from Pleasant High School in Marion, 180-pound junior. What an addition he has made to this team. Now going out wide to the left-hand side for the Lions is Quinton Delgado. He's from South Bend, Indiana, a freshman. Handoff goes up the middle to Mariano McKenzie. McKenzie takes it inside the 30 to the 28-yard line. That's a gain of four. You mentioned it earlier, Dave. You just, we have a plethora of wide receivers and actually backs, and we're just, we've really got a heck of an offense. I mean, you look at McKenzie right now, it doesn't look like he's carried the ball much, but he's got eight carries in the ball game for 37 yards. Yeah. Over you know, four yards. Right. Four, four carry. and a half. Yeah. yeah. Prather throws it down the middle. He's got a receiver. Cam York couldn't hit him, overthrew him near the goal line. Just a little high, but boy, it's good coverage, but a good ball just, just barely overshot him. Rigo Villa came in and hit Prather just as he let go of the football. And it brings up third down, six yards to go for the Lions. Staying into the ball game is Delgado. Delgado. Out wide left, dropping back Prather, looks to his right, throws mm. it near the sideline. Miscommunication there between yeah. Dine and Prather, and they couldn't get hooked up. I think Dine slipped a little bit coming out of his cut, 
and uh, fell to the turf a little bit, and uh, he was open. 9.45, clock stops on the incompletion. Prather, empty backfield now. Shotgun formation. Fourth down, six yards to go. Prather from the 28-yard line. So throws it out onto the right-hand side, and it is complete on the play to Noah Harville. He, he might is be short. going to yeah. be shy of the first down by about a yard. Yeah, that's that's an inexperience right there. Got to know where the first down marker is. He's and he's like, ah, dog. Yeah, he said that's my fault. He yep. just ran the route a little bit too short. Got to make sure you, you go far enough to, to, to move the sticks. So Defiance takes over. So 9.33 left to go. Defiance takes over at their own 23-yard line. Again, Warren the quarterback. Warren today has not had much time to do anything. Eight sacks on the day, one of five passing for an interception. Just 13 yards on that one completion. Now he's going to cut it up the middle across the 25, brought down near the 27. Ball came loose, but I think the official had blown it dead. Looked like Declan Brophy again. He's all over the field. 9-17 remaining. Third quarter. Now moving in motion or to the near side is Diesler. Diesler's into the ball game. He goes out slot left. Now Warren is going to be out of the shotgun. Drops back. Looks to the left. Now rolls to the right. Looks upfield on the run. Trying to move his players around. Cuts it up at the 30. And he's going to be near a first down at the 32-yard line. Boy, they gave him a good spot. Boy, they did. And he's going to be about a yard shy. Yeah, he looked like he was about three yards short. Now, we're not on that side, but boy, of course, it's the defiant side. They're getting beat pretty bad. Maybe the official says, eh, let's get cut him a break. But from our angle, it didn't look like he made it that far. They're probably going to go for it. Well, it's third down in a yard. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's third down. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, you'd go for it on third. <laughs> Trips. Come out wide to the left-hand side. Again, shotgun formation. Trips this side to the far side to do a set of receivers. On third and one, Warren's going to throw it. Rolls to the right. Gets a heavy rush. Now throws it into the flat. Complete on the play for the first down. Out to midfield and dropped right there on the play. And Defiance has the first down. And that was... Looked like... I'm not sure who caught that ball, Chuck. I think they said number 80. That would be Rome, and that, now the handoff on first and 10 from midfield, taken down to the 45-yard line. Defiance now suddenly seems to have some skip in their step. Yeah, you know, we kind of hit that lull where we're almost just kind of trying to get it over with. That's Diesler who ran that football. Now Diesler will go out wide to the right-hand side, leaving the backfield empty. 7.25 and running in the third. Dropping back Warren. Looking upfield. Steps into the pocket. Almost got hit from behind. Now he's going to get hit from the side and brought down at the 48-yard line. Noah Hammond again in with the tackle along with Jaden Moore. Boy, this has been a sack fest yeah, that's for the Lions. Yeah, what, eight or nine down probably. Yeah, and, and it's a surprise. That's nine because of the the hugeness of this offensive line that Defiance has. Plus, the quarterback's pretty mobile, too. Yeah. It's not like he's a statue back there. He's moving around and making some people miss, but 
We're relentless with our pass rush. Trips out to the near side. On third down, eight from the 48 of the mount. Warren rolls to the left, squares his shoulders. He's going to throw the ball deep into the end zone, and it's going to be an interference penalty and again, called against the Lions. And he didn't have to do it. Just turn around and find the ball. There was really no reason for it. And it was going for Dawson. As we wait for the official's call. And he can't get his mic to turn on, so it'll be pass interference called against Defar, called against the mount. 15-yard penalty. You know, we used to say, you know, they used to say three things you throw it to are bad. Well, now it's the other way around. Throw it, you can complete or get a pass interference call. That was Kendrick Riley, number 12, who picked up that penalty. Yeah, you know, again, all Kendrick just turn around and find the ball. It was way underthrown. It wasn't going to be caught. Third penalty of the day, 40 yards for the Lions, 6.24 to go. He rolled out to his left and tried to throw back across his body. Couldn't get a ton on it, but he got the pass interference call. Dropping back. Warren, now a flag is thrown before the ball was snapped. And it's thrown by one of the back judges, which is unusual. Block to 623, and it will start on the snap. Ah, they're going to add nine seconds, I guess. Yep. Somewhere along the line. Well, good news for you. They got out of it, so the, in, or the Guardians are batting in the bottom of the 10th. No score. I like good news. <laughs> I try to bring it, but not always. Yeah. <laughs> 6.23 remaining. Clock stops. Play clock right now down to 10. And Warren, fake handoff to Diesler, looks over the middle, throws the ball into the end zone, and it is going to be almost intercepted and dropped in the end zone by Justin Dryling. Yeah, he had it, got his hand on it. Looked like he could come up with it, but... Receiver was right there, you know, sun in, in their eyes a little bit, so he knocked it down, you know, second and ten. Second down, ten yards to go, 6.15 left in this third quarter. We are more than halfway through it. Folks enjoying a good college football game here in Delhi today. Warren again on second and ten. Moves Diesler out of the backfield, thumps a fake to him. Throws it back on the bubble screen, and nice it is complete play. and brought down. Brown got hit immediately and brought down at the 36-yard line by the Lions. Brady Buller. Yeah, nice play by Brady there. Open field, made the tackle. Buller's getting a little more playing time today simply because Rutherford is out of the game. Rutherford should be back next week. Wright will be back next week. He's playing a little bit today, but had it been, again, for the championship, they probably yeah. would have played. Third down, 12 yards to go, back at the 35-yard line. Warren with Diesler in the backfield with him out of the pistol. Drops back, steps up into the pocket. A lot of green, boy. Yeah. He can take it all the way. 25-20, 10 is upended and knocked out of bounds on the play on a touchdown saving tackle by the mount inside the 10 at the seven yard line. Yeah, very similar to the play that happened in the first quarter. He rolled out to the right and it was just nothing but green turf. And now they're first and goal, about the five or six, I guess. Nah, about the seven, I guess. I want to thank the Wishbone Tavern for providing the halftime meal here this yeah. afternoon. Very good. Gotta love their wings. 
Now you've got a strange formation, now breaking out of it into a more conventional formation is Defiance. Warren looks to his right, now looks to his left, got hit as he throws and overthrew the intended receiver, and another flag is going to be thrown. Yeah, it's uncatchable, but I don't think they call that too much here. He no, did, they don't anymore. He did grab him a little bit, and again, no reason to do it. And again, it's on Kendrick Riley. Yeah, I, if anything, it would have been defensive holding, but it, it's an automatic first down. Takes it half the distance to the goal. That means it's inside the five at the three. I think they said they're going to spot it at the two, I guess, when it's in the end zone. They spot it. NFL, they spot it to one. College, they spot it at the two. So they'll put it on the far hash mark, and you're right. They do put it at the two. Every once in a while, I get one right. You notice I didn't say anything. <laughs> I know you didn't. <laughs> First to goal from the two. Freeman back into the backfield. Moving in motion is Rome. Now back to the other side. Rome goes. Fake. Now Warren throws it over the middle into the end zone. Knocked down and almost intercepted. Boy, he threw a bullet and we deflected. I couldn't get the number on that, but it almost deflected up for us to pick it off. Yeah, Lucas Bowling got it in his hands, but he couldn't hang on to it. Yeah, that was a bullet. I'm thinking 14 is going to run it or hand off to 36 here on the two yard. With four downs, that's what I would have did. He just needed to throw a change up. Now he's under center. Hand off Freeman right up the middle. He's going to carry three guys into the end zone for the touchdown. Yeah, yeah I figured they would have did it on first down. Yep. Freeman is second touchdown of the year, and it is 41-13 Mount with 4.28 left to go in this third quarter of action. And let's see what Defiance decides to do. I think they're going to go for do. two. Yeah. Or no, no, here comes the kicker. Coming in, Ezekiel Sanchez. Sanchez will attempt the extra point. He is number 90. He's three for three in the field goal department this year, but they didn't give us any of his extra point stats. Ezekiel, right-footed kicker, puts it up, and it is good. 4.28 to go in period number three. Your score is the Mount 41, Defiance 14 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Take your game to new heights at Mount St. Joseph University. With 23 athletic teams and cutting-edge facilities, we are the NCAA Division III University in Greater Cincinnati. Learn more at msjlions.com. Thank you, Delhi Barbers, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Delhi Barbers, 402 Greenwell Avenue, and DelhiBarbers.com. 4.28 left to go in this third quarter of play. Lions will get the football back after giving up a touchdown drive to Defiance. 41-14, Lions lead it. Next week we'll be in Anderson. And we'll be on the air with the pregame show at 1 o'clock. When do the clocks turn? You know, I think it's the last Saturday in October. I think that's when it is. And the kickoff by Sanchez will be taken in by the Lions' Cam York at the 14. Cuts it to the 20. To the right side to the 25. Now puts his head down, bowls forward. Tries to get out to the 30-yard line, but he's going to be stopped up right there, brought down. I know it used to be, I think, the first. or I think it's always been the last Saturday in October, but... 
they've moved it up to like the first Saturday in March where it used to be like later in the year. Yeah. Because um, it's not as long as it used to be. But, uh, yeah, it won't be long. And it'll be getting dark at, you know, 5 o'clock, 5.30. That's when you get really depressed. Spring ahead, fall back. <laughs> yep, that's it. Yep. Ball resting right at the 30-yard line. First and 10 for the Lions as the Defiance Yellow Jackets defense finally hits the field. Prather moves Ari Turner, who's into the ball game, out in motion. Throws mm. it to him on the right side. Complete at the 31-yard line. And that's a gain of, well, call it a two-yard gain after the two-yard pass to the 32. Yeah, he had some room to run. He just couldn't. He didn't know where he was exactly at, and he fell out of, not fell, but he, he went out of bounds and probably could have got another seven or eight yards, just couldn't keep his feet in. Well, if you get a chance, we'll try something here. Heading into the fourth quarter, we'll tell you about it right after this play. Something Chuck has wanted to do. Dropping back, Prather steps up into the pocket, throws it out to the right side to Turner, overthrew him, and it's incomplete. Brings up third down and eight yards to go. And the officials looked like a flag was thrown. Mount St. Joe. Sideline warning. Well, if you would like to tell us about the broadcast, go ahead and give us a tweet. At OHBB co-host. That's OHBB. C-O-H-O-S-T. Just at O-H-B O-H-B-B co-host, and we'll try to read some of these tweets on the air. Be sure to put your name in there so we know who's tweeting us. 340 left to go. Prather looks out Blitz. to the left, to the right. Blitz got hit and dropped back to the 23-yard line. Lost seven on the play. That is the first check it, second sack of the afternoon for Defiance. And that'll bring up fourth down, call it about 17 yards to go. With 314 remaining. Yeah, just give us a tweet and tell us what you think of the broadcast. We'll try to keep out all of the comments about Chuck. <laughs> fourth and 17, Murray. Slow snap, but he got it away. That's a good kick. It's going to take a mount bounce inside the 45, spin near the sideline, and it'll be out of bounds at the 38-yard line on the play. That is going to be about a 35-yard punt. Yeah, no return. We'll take that against the wind, I'm sure. Ryan would like to be kicking with the wind here at some point. 2.47 left to go. See, the next time the Lions will be at home, we'll be coming up against Bluffton on October the 29th. We go on a two-game road trip. Chuck. Yeah, you know, it seems like it's been a while since we've been home, and then we're going to be away another two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's homecoming then, so hopefully we'll have a big, nice crowd, and we'll still be unbeaten. Hanover, always a nice place to visit. Yeah. Got great facilities. They've got the elevator and the bathroom in the press box. And off goes to Freeman. Freeman takes it right up the middle to the from the 38 out to the 40-yard line. Stick with us in the fourth quarter, folks. You're going to find out a lot of things about the Heartland <laughs> Conference that you probably did not want to know. 41-14, Lions leading it here, and so far a scoreless for the Lions third quarter. Freeman along with Warren. Second down, eight yards to go from the... Defiance 40, fake handoff. Warren drops back. He's going to get hit. 
All right, Declan uh, spun away from Declan, moves forward, still moving forward, and he's going to be dropped by Riley near the 46-yard line after he scampered for about five. Yeah, that's a really nice effort by him. He was really bottled up. He should have been sacked, spun away, got away from a couple other guys. Now he's in third and short. 150 and running left to go. 41-14. I mentioned earlier off the air that this game might end up score-wise being a little bit closer than maybe it really was. Warren with Freeman off to the right-hand side. Out of the pistol formation, two receivers out wide on both sides. Hand off Freeman. Freeman off the left guard. Takes it out to the 48-yard line. That's close to a first down. Yeah, they're going to give it to They're going to give it to him, but I'll tell you yeah, what, where, where they've got... Where they've got it spotted, Chuck, he didn't have it. Well, they don't. Again, that we talk, they yeah. don't measure anymore, and they just say first down, especially with the score 41-14. Yeah. But yeah, you still still got to focus as an official too when the score's lopsided. Excuse me. <laughs> really? <laughs> hmm. Of course, this is coming from a guy who watches YouTube videos about managers being ejected in baseball. <laughs> 50 yep. seconds. Did you ever see the Wally Bachman one? Yes. Oh. Dropping back Warren. Oh. Heavy rush. Got away from it. Slips. Fumbled. Falls down. Fumbled the football, but uh, he got it back yeah, I, I at the 45-yard line for a loss of three. And they will not have to run another play. It'll be second down 13 yards to go. They're going to give the tackle to Noah Hammond. And I would think that's going to be the 10th sack of the day. I would think they'd want to run another play with the wind, but let's I, see what they do. I think they're going to run a play. 16 and, seconds, yeah. Unless they're trying to draw us off sides. There's a two-second two differential. Yeah. Now Warren, handoff around the left-hand side to Diesler, and Diesler's going to get hit inside, outside the 50, out near the 48-yard line. He'll gain five on the play. And that is the end of the third quarter of play. We played three. Here at Schuler Field in Cincinnati, Delhi, Ohio, to be specific. It is Mount St. Joseph 41, Defiance 14 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu nursing. Thank you, Wishbone Tavern for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Wishbone Tavern, 5251 Delhi Pike, and wishbonetavern.com. A quick update on the Indian, uh, I'm sorry, the Guardians game, 0-0 in the top of the 11th, uh, one out for Tampa Bay. And real quick while we got a minute before we start, just wanted to read this again. Hey, Mount alumni, we have some great news for you. The Mount is now offering alumni a new 10% discount on the Master of Science and Organizational Leadership program starting in January. Earn your master's degree with a flexible virtual format in just 20 months at a 10% discounted rate. Sign up now at msj.edu slash apply. Yeah, Dave, we got the Sweet Caroline going at tradition here that we play after the third quarter here at Schuler Field. As we head into the fourth quarter of play, Taylor saying he's loving the broadcast here this afternoon. Dropping back is Warren on third and seven. Throws over the over the right sideline, over through Rome and incomplete. 
Brings up fourth down seven. Again, if you want to send us a message about the broadcast, just send it on Twitter to at O-H-B-B-C-O-H-O-S-T. O-H-B-B co-host. Love to hear from you here this afternoon. 14.52. If it doesn't work out, this was all Chuck's idea. <laughs> of course. We see Jeff Briggs, our CEO, walking down there. Jeff attends a lot of these sporting events. Dr. Williams to the yep, left to of the us. Left of us in his press Saw box. him the first time this year without the walker. That's good news. He, That's really good yep, news. He is recuperating nicely. Warren in the backfield. The freshman got the start today. Drops back, looks over oh, the middle. He's, he's got open. a wide open receiver. That's Rome. Completed the 22 to the 20. 15 10. That's Clark. Takes it into the end zone for the score. Touchdown. Defiance. Coach Thompson is really upset. We must. Have, we just blew a coverage and. Yeah, somebody missed somebody going down the middle. Yeah, he was wide open. So, all of a sudden, yeah, it's a three-score game. Not too worried, but you know, 15 minutes a long way. 14:42 remaining to go in the ball game, and it will be Gutierrez coming into. Excuse me, Sanchez, Ezekiel Sanchez. Will come in to attempt the extra point. Down 41 to 20. Good snap. Sanchez puts it up, and it is good. We'll just go ahead and keep it right here. Yeah, that was a fourth and seven play, Dave. So, you know, we stop there. We get the ball almost at midfield. So, you know, now we got to be aware of maybe a potential onside kick. Uh, you know, we got to got to keep playing here. Yeah, this, this game... I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's over, but it's not over. Right. I mean, you know, at 41-7, it's fine to put backups and everything. I get it, but, you know, you got to still play football. you got to still make good decisions. And, uh, you know, to Defiance's credit, they haven't quit. They keep playing. And now all of a sudden over there, they got a little life thinking, hey, hey you, it's not over with yet. You talk about crazy decisions. That Thursday night game was an interesting one. Yes, it was. Yes, yep. it was. I unbelievably watched the whole thing, so... I'm either nuts, crazy, or a football fan. I guess it's all the above. But 14:42 remaining to go in the ball game. Yeah, with the wind again. I, again, I wouldn't be surprised if a little pooch or onside kick here. Dropping back for the Lions is Beecham and Cam York. Kind of surprised to see Beecham back there. Yeah, I think they realize. Yeah, hey. <laughs> he's going to take it in at his 15 to the 20. 25-30 right up the middle. It's going to be double teamed and brought down outside the 30 at the 33-yard line. You know, what kind of typically happens, not in football, but just all sports, typically when the team winning big takes out their starters, that's basically telling the other team, okay, we're taking our guys out. But then a lot of times they don't take their guys out, so they can kind of cut into the lead a little bit. And, uh, you know, so sometimes they say, well, you took yours out, we'll take ours out. But in this case, Defiance didn't. They've cut into the lead. And let's see, Josh Taylor's yeah. back into the ballgame. Yep. So the Lions are thinking this thing may not be over. Hand off to Beecham. Beecham are on the right side to the 35-40, 45-50. it into Defiance territory. Run out of bounds inside the 40-yard line right at the 40 is where they will spot him on the play. 27-yard scamper. Yeah, I'm not surprised that he, these guys are back in. You know, 14 minutes is a long way to go. And, you know, hey, you got to keep scoring here. First and 10 for the Lions in Defiance territory at the 14. At the 40, excuse me. 
Josh hands off around the left-hand side to Beecham. Beecham breaks a tackle inside the 40 down to the 38. Yeah, they'll say 39, so gain of just a yard. Beecham, six carries, 36 yards on the afternoon. Mo McKenzie in now for him. Now McKenzie, as you said, into the ball game. Second down, nine yards to go from the 39. Taylor with receivers out wide on both sides. Drops back, looks up the left side and out of the right side, of cuts inside a block. Throws into the end zone. He's got the receiver complete. Touchdown, the Lions. That is Joey Newton. Well, Dave, that took three plays, I believe. <laughs> he threw that off of his back leg while he was in the air and yeah. threw a strike from 40 yards out. He sure did. That's a heck of a throw. Joey broke open. And, you know, Josh could have probably ran for a first down, but he said, hey, I'm going to take the big play here. He's open. Taylor now five touchdown passes on the afternoon. 13-24 remaining, and it's 47-21. Farsing, good snap, good hold, kick is up, and it is good. 13-24 remaining to go in the ballgame. Your score now. It's the Mount 48, Defiance 21 on Ultimate Sports Talk and the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Teaching is my calling. So when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. 13-24 left to go in the ball game here from Schuler Field and the Lions put their starters back in Chuck, something you don't necessarily see all the time, but they did it thinking that this game is not over and they go right down the field and score. Yeah, I don't think they wanted it to get too interesting. They got that, you know, up 20, or they cut it to 20, and like, you know, that's enough. Let's let's put the first team back in. It took three plays, and we were talking in the break here, Defiance, that has to be really deflating. You know, like, hey, we're making a little run here, and three plays later, we're in the end zone. Yep. And the Indians, or the, again, the Guardians in the bottom of the 11, still no score. Farsing will kick it off. And it will be taken in by Brown, backpedaling near his 8-yard line to the 10, 15, 20. Stop and go outside the 20 to the 25, 30. And Austin it'll be Price stopped again. up. Austin Price in on the tackle. He's made a couple special teams tackles here. So good kickoff by Kyle. I'm sorry, good kickoff, but down to the right-hand side, and he had to uh, catch it over the shoulder. 13, 15 remaining to go. Lions will be in Anderson next week. Chuck and I, if we can decide who's going to drive, will <laughs> be in Anderson next Saturday afternoon. Be sure to join us then, 1 o'clock. Empty backfield, shotgun formation for Warren. Warren today, out of the passing department, 4 of 13 for 79 yards. One touchdown, drops back. He's been sacked 10 times. Rolls out to the left. Picks up a first down across the 40, skips inside to the 45, and picks up another two or three yards out to the 48-yard line. That's going to be an 18-yard scamper for Warren and a first down for the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, as we said, he's athletic. He looked like he was going to get sacked again, but he got out of there and 
Yeah, their first down, almost the midfield here. Lions have still got their second team defense in. Riley is at one corner. They've got their second team three safeties in. And the pass is thrown out to the left-hand side. And it is complete out to midfield. Gain of about three on the play. Yeah, a little bubble screen there. We did a nice job. Came up, made the tackle, short gain. Jaden Scott, six foot, 190-pound sophomore, making the tackle. Spencer Treadwell here in the second half, although they have only scored once, they've found something to move the ball. They throw it up the field, and it is going to be incomplete. Just nice. at the last second. I'm sorry, Dave. Just at the last second, he turned around. Nice defensive play there. That really was. Yeah, You're just, right. Just at the last second, Jonah Smith. Really nice job. Jonah Smith from Hardin Valley Academy, Knoxville, Tennessee. Home of the Tennessee Volunteers, and I think they're whooping up on LSU. I think our last goal was like 38-7. to 7. That's too bad. <laughs> Yeah, you we know. discussed that you're not a big fan of Brian Kelly. Not a fan at all. No, I, I don't think I'm the only one either. <laughs> not in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Dropping back Warren. Looks upfield. Now cuts it to his left. Still looking to throw, but he's past the line of scrimmage. Gets it inside the 49. Scampers out of bounds. He might be at the 48. That's where they'll spot him out of bounds at. Couple-yard gain on the play. It'll bring up fourth down. Five yards to go. Now what do you do? Yeah, they're going to go for it. No question. Noah Hammond back in the game for the Lions. For It's a passing situation, so here comes the pass rush. So it is fourth down, five yards to go. Warren, the quarterback. Oh, Movement boy. on the line for the Lions. No, no flag, flag, though. Yeah. Dropping back Warren. Throws it upfield. It's going to be over the head of his intended receiver, Roman. Defiance will turn it over on downs to the Lions at their own 48-yard line. Yeah, the Defiance players are kind of like, why wasn't there a flag thrown? But he obviously either didn't break the neutral zone or he got back and our ball. Well, let's see who the quarterback will be. He took Tyler Prather. Okay. He's coming back in. Eh, maybe Tyler just needed a breather. Yeah, and well, and, and Tyler didn't do really horrible. It just, you know, we, we didn't block as well, didn't run as well. We were in third and longs and... Prather, 5 of 10 passing, 39 yards. Longest of 26 yards. Fake handoff to Turner, throw over the middle, complete on the play. Nice catch and run by the tight end, Powell. Powell takes it inside the 45, down to the 40-yard line. That's a first down. Lions back moving the football. Delgado's out to the left-hand side. Powell is out of the ball game now. Back into the contest. Cooper Jones, tight end left. Throw up the left-hand side. Complete to Delgado. I believe that's who that is. That is. That's a tremendous catch by the freshman. Went up at the high point, snagged it, and brought it down. It was good coverage, too. Quentin Delgado with the catch from South Bend, Indiana. I think a Brian Kelly used to coach there, if I'm not mistaken. Well, and the way Notre Dame's been going this year, how did this kid not get there? 10-20 <laughs> left to go. Prather down to the 12-yard line, hands it off to Ari Turner, and Ari takes it to about the, well, maybe the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, they gave maybe a half a yard. 
Yeah, really nice look, throw and catch. Previous play. Every time Ari Turner's in the ball game, I think of the agent from the TV show oh, Entourage. Uh, yeah. His name was Ari. Second down, nine yards to go. Fake handoff, Bray the rolls out to his right, throws it into the end zone. Good throw. Goes to Zane Dine, and Dine is going to be out of bounds at the one-yard line. Really nice route he ran, a really nice throw. He looked like he was running a slant and then cut it off and went outside. A beautiful throw by Tyler. Yeah, what a rope. It was. Really good throw. Let him where only he could catch it. We're, we're on the one-yard line, Dave. 939. Second team offense doing what they want to do here. Matt is trying to plug this thing into the end zone. Prather from the one-foot line. Handoff to Turner, and Turner, it was a bad snap and a bad handoff, and Turner basically just got tripped up by himself and spun and dropped at the one. Yeah, he just kind of lost his feet there. It was So, uh, second and goal. Now he'll leave the ball game. Lions are going to go with the spread. Nine oh three remaining. Prather has got Mo McKenzie back into the ball game on the left side. Man in motion, York to the near side. Prather slant. throws over the middle on the slant, and it's incomplete. Boy, he had the ball right into the hands. Can't tell who that receiver is out there. Eighty. Boy, is that nineteen? Zane Dine. Yeah. Zane really good. Dine. A really good defensive play, though, by Defiance. Eight fifty to go. 48-21 Lions. Powell's back into the ball game now for the Lions. Harville checks out. Prather out of the pistol. Has McKenzie to the right on third and goal from the one. Fake handoff. Prather rolls to his right. Throws it back to the back end of the end zone. It's McKenzie all alone. Touchdown Lions. Really nice play call there by Coach Coral. And he's wide open. Bootleg to the right, throw it back to the left, wide open in the end zone. Mo will never have an easier touchdown. Those are the kind you you get a little nervous. You're like, oh my god, I'm so wide open. Please don't drop it. Nice play call, as you said, from Caleb Coral. 8:42 remaining. Lions lead at 54-21, and Farsing will try to make it 55. Murray looks back, low snap, but he got it down, and it is good. 8.42 remaining, your score from Schuler Field, the Mount 55, Defiance 21 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. The School of Health Sciences at Mount St. Joseph University is a proven leader in healthcare education. The Mount offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing, including a blended online RN to BSN program and the innovative MSN Magellan program. For nearly 100 years, Mount St. Joseph University has produced outstanding healthcare professionals. Learn more at msj.edu slash health sciences. Thank you, Bearcat Storage, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Bearcat Storage, two locations on Delhi Pike and BearcatStorage.com. Well, the Lions lead it now 55-21 to 21 over the, the visiting Defiance Yellow Jackets. And the Lions trying to put an exclamation point on this one, their revenge game from a year ago. 
Farsing's going to scooch a kick upfield. It'll be taken in by Clark and Clark check at Brown, and Brown's going to take it across the 20, out to the 25, and be stopped at the 27. Lions have really shored up their problems on the kickoff game too, Chuck. Yeah, the last couple kickoffs have been a lot better, and, and order's been restored here after they cut it down to, well, 41 to 21. So now 14 straight points with 8.34 to go. I think we can relax. 55-21. You know, the one thing, they, they never replaced the second team on defense. They no, did the offense, but not, not the defense. Yeah. And you know, like we said, when we got the we put the first string back in, and we scored within three plays. Yeah. First and ten for Defiance at their own twenty-eight. Warren puts Clark in motion, fake handoff to him on the sweep. Warren's going to keep it off right tackle, up to the thirty-five, make it the thirty-seven yard line. He's close to a first down, and they're going to give it to him after a ten-yard gain. Eight twenty-five continues to run. I like their quarterback. I think he's athletic and, and he's taking too many sacks. But Pitches it out around the right side to Diesler. Diesler cuts it out to the 45-yard line. That's going to be a game of about seven. I think the only thing with Defiance, Chuck, is they've got to determine their identity. They, yeah. they need to look. Are we a passing team or a running team? Yeah, that's... That's always, you know, and again, new head coach, new coordinator. You know, you're changing every year. Got to learn the personnel. Uh, it might take them the whole season to figure it out. And that's not a knock. Second and two, throw over the middle, complete on the play. First down, and that is a completion on the left-hand side to Clark. Clark takes it out to the 29-yard, or the 34-yard line, excuse me. And that's a first down. Yeah, he's a freshman from Lima senior uh, for you Cincinnati area fans Lima senior used to be in the GMC many many years ago they used to be a stud in yep. high school football yep I remember a couple years I think they were state runner-up when they called yep. it triple-a double-a and single-a back in the day they were studs trips out to the far side first to ten from the 34 Warren's going to throw it up the right side and it's going to be incomplete boy a lot of hand checking there and yeah, we, we, again, we didn't get our head turned around again. We, he kind of just it, it hit him just by accident. Uh, but well, we got to get our head turned around. Riley's going to have to work on that. Yep, he's a sophomore out of University High School in Orlando. But he needs to start getting his head turned around. Yeah, we. I remember it was at the Alfred game. We were and then we did a really nice job in the last quarter or so, and really hasn't been too much of an issue. But you know, today, especially over there on that corner. 6.59 remaining. Dropping back Warren. Warren on second and 10. Rolls out to the left. He's got a lot of green to the 30, to the 25. He's upended right at the 29-yard line, and he has got the first down. Nine yards on the play. Clock continues to move. 6.45 and running. Again, very athletic quarterback. Warren takes the snap out of the pistol, drops back, steps up into the pocket, now rolls to his right, and he's going to be brought down at the 20-yard line. Just inside the 20 is where they'll spot him. Five yards on the play, and a man is down for the Lions. Six nineteen remaining. 
He had good coverage on the play downfield. He had nowhere to go, so he tucked it, and he made about four or five yards on it. 6-19, and now he's up, and he's going to go off under his own power. And we're in the top of the 12th, and there's still no score. Remember, they don't put the guy at second base in the postseason <laughs> yeah, play. Yeah. This thing could go on for a while. Jeez. What's the longest baseball game you've ever set through, Major League? Um, I'm trying to think. I remember years ago watching the Mets and Braves on TBS. No, no, no. This is in person. Oh, in person. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, think about it. Yeah, Six I'll minutes to, to go. That one. I could tell you mine. Warren in the backfield with Diesler. Dropping back, looking upfield, steps up into the pocket, now gets it as he throws. It is complete on the play. Inside the 10 to the 8. Struggling forward, continuing to move is the receiver, and that is Diesler. No, check that. That was not Diesler, excuse me. That was Mike Martin. Martin with his first catch of the day. 535 left to go. First and goal from the 7 of the mount. Five and a half left. Now they'll look over to the sideline for the play. I'll tell you one thing, Chuck. These guys aren't pushovers. No, they're offensively, they're doing okay. As we mentioned, they've, they've since the first game against Mountain Union, they did some nice yeah. things offensively. Dropping back Warren. Warren steps up. Looks inside. Now cuts it to the five. Cuts it to the three. To the two. And he's finally upended and brought down near the one. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, they're going to put him the right at the two. Yeah. 4.58. You want to bet who gets the ball in this play? Freeman's back in. He's the condominium. Freeman, the handoff. Cuts it off the left side, and he's in for the score. He got hit at the one, but you just could not bring him down with one guy. He just keeps bouncing off. 4.43. Craig, Ironhead. Hayward. Yep. That's who he looks like. But I'll tell you one thing, he's bigger. He's more weight. Yeah. Big man. Yeah. I don't think his 40 is very good. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. 55-27. 4.43 left to go. And Sanchez in to attempt the extra point. The right-footed kicker. Good snap. And the kick is good. 4.43 left to go. We'll keep it right here. Well, thinking about that question, I coached in a game that went 15 innings. Um, and the only recollection of being at a game, now this doesn't count, but I sat through a rain delay and the game ended about 1.30 in the morning, but I cannot recall how many innings it went. Might only went nine. Okay. But I do remember that. But as far as like, you know, other than that, a major league game or sitting through a game, that uh, 15 innings for – for me, uh, you know, for, from a coaching standpoint, was the longest. We were supposed to play a doubleheader. We made the second game a five-inning game. The month of April, 2001, in Cleveland, progressive field, against Minnesota, 19 innings. You sat through it all? Sat through the whole thing. It was a Sunday afternoon, oh. and we were not... We figured we were already dead with our wives anyway. <laughs> we might as well just stick it out. And we did. That's funny. Yep. We caught more more trouble for not making Sunday night church. Oh, okay. Than we did with the wives. Yeah, just staying there, yeah. Yep. Yep, we, we did it. We stayed around. 
19 innings. Hmm. 55-28, Gutierrez will kick it off. And he does, and it'll be taken in by Beecham. Short hopped it, bobbled it, now picks it up at the 18. Side steps a runner, gets it off to the 30, 35, up the sideline, 40, 45, and he stepped out of bounds outside the 45 at the 48-yard line. Just so explosive. He kind of misjudged the kick a little bit, and it looked like, oh, my gosh, we're going to be trapped inside the 25, and, boy, Cornell does what he does. I'm going to say it, Chuck. The Bengals ought to give him a look. A look. Yeah. He wants an NFL tryout. Yeah, it's just so hard to judge Division Three versus, like, even Division One, and then you talk about NFL. It's just a different animal. But he's a great player. I mean, he's the best player we've ever had here. But to look, you know, handoff goes to Ari Turner, up the middle to the 50, near the 46-yard line where he is brought down by the shoulders after a gain of about five on the play. Make it six. I mean, you're just bringing him in to take a look. Right. And see if he could play at that level. Yeah, though. I mean, it makes sense. They run him in the 40, do some some of those grip and strength things and see where he's at and and put pads on him. And they got basically nothing to lose. No. It's good PR also. It's great, great PR. You can give him a conditional contract to bring him in. I mean, it. it's just, you know, and you never know. You might find a diamond in the rough. Yep. Handoff goes to Turner. Turner gets hit behind the line and dropped after a yard loss. You know, thinking back, uh, this is not baseball but hockey. I sat through a triple overtime playoff game between the Cincinnati Stingers and the Indianapolis Racers of the old WHA. And on the Indianapolis Racers was Wayne Gretzky as a 17-year-old. Wayne Gretzky. Ended about 20 till 2 in the morning. Oh, boy. And they lost. The Stingers oh, lost. Of course. Everybody was mad. That we made. I made everybody stay. Of course. I had a ball game uh, dropping back. Lions, oh, and hit and dropped the third straight quarterback into the ball game. Now Ty Humphrey. Humphrey got hit and dropped right at the 46-yard line, and Defiance is going to use a timeout. Wow. We'll just go ahead and keep it right here. But, Chuck, I did a ball game one time out in Wyoming that went four overtimes. Oh, boy. I called it the game that would never end. <laughs> the funny thing about that one was one school was down by 11 with three minutes to go and came back to force the overtime. Oh, jeez. Yep. Well, it looks like we're going to punt, and it looks like twin brother Patrick Murray will be doing the punting. Really? Yeah, it looks like they're going to give him an opportunity in this game. to. You know, he was the punter in high school, and uh, his brother kind of just beat him out here due to his injuries. So good for him. Hopefully he, he gets one off pretty good here. Has not officially punted since his senior year in high school. Well, let's see what he does. Yep. If it's a good punt, we can add it to <laughs> Ryan's yeah. totals. Just say they switched jerseys. Fourth down, 12 yards to go. 313 remaining in the ball no, game. They were offsides. They were offsides, but no flag. And the punt is a good one that will be taken in at the 17. And to cut it to the 30, or to the 20, excuse me, and Rome got upended right at the 23-yard line. About a 31-yard punt. Yeah, a little bit of a line drive. Didn't quite get it. If they were going to play a position, Ryan and Pat, what would it be? 
Well, Ryan would be a wide receiver. He played some wide receiver in high school, and, and I think he could fit in here, just unfortunately with the injuries and the risk with him playing baseball, it's just not worth it. And Patrick would probably be more of a DB. 3.03 remaining to go in the ballgame. We'll get a station ID in here for you right after this play. Warren again with Diesler off to the right. Warren drops back, steps up into the pocket. Now he's going to cut up, up the middle to the 30, 35, and out to the 40-yard line where he has dropped down right there. It's going to be a gain of 16. Yeah, you know, he's really been making some hay here in the last quarter or so with his runs. And they're not design runs that nobody's getting open. He's just taking off and running. The, the, the middle's been open. This is WDTZ-FM and UltimateSportsTalk.com. Bringing you this ball game here today. And that pass is thrown out into the flat. And it is complete at the 40 and driven back to the 38-yard line is Makarai Biggums. Biggins has caught 11 passes. Now two today, 13 passes, but he's only been targeted a couple of times. Well, again, I'd look and i say our coverage has been really, really good. And most of their uh, yardage has been off, you know, broken runs by the quarterback. Diesler was their backup running back. He's played back here a couple times, but he's been mainly flanked out today. There he goes Warren again. again, right up the middle to the 45, out to the 50. They'll stop him, say his forward progress was dropped at the 49-yard line, so a gain of nine brings up third down and a yard to go. 148 and running left to go in the ballgame. Now taking it under center is the quarterback, Warren, and he's just going to follow right behind his center, Eric Moultrie, to pick up the first down after a gain of two. That's not a bad guy to follow behind. Moultrie is... 5'10", 365 pounds. Yeah, that's, that's a big man. Well, who would have thought so, our game was going to be over with before a baseball game that started an hour and a half before us? Absolutely. First and 10. Moving in motion to the near side is Tyshawn Dawson dropping back Warren. Warren's going to throw it over the middle. He's got a receiver, but overthrew his intended receiver, Mike Martin. Yeah, pretty good coverage. He would have had to make a perfect pass to complete that one. You know, Chuck, the best thing about this game is Defiance only brought 55 players. So they've got to play most of their starters, so it's easier for us to know who's back out there instead of checking numbers all the time. Yeah, I would think and hope in a game like this all 55 probably played. It sure looked like it. Yeah, I mean, you bring, you know. I think the biggest thing with Defiance, though, they just got to find their identity. Yeah, I, I like this kid quarterbacking. I do, too. Second down goal, dropping back, Warren. Throws it out to the flat, complete on the play to Mike Martin. Martin inside the 45 to the 43-yard line. That'll be a gain of six. Brings up third down, four yards to go as the clock stops with a minute six left. Diesler now is going to come back out to the right-hand side. Clark, wide right. Rome wide left. They've got trips out to the far side. Out of the shotgun formation. Warren steps up. Now cuts to the right. Now rolls out to the right. Throws it up the sideline. Incomplete. Tried to throw it into double coverage and just could not find a receiver. Tried to get it to Diesler. And also Dawson was there trying to give kick. 
get the ball. 59.4 seconds to go. Well, here's the game right here, fourth down. If they don't make it, we'll just take a couple knees and get out of here. 55-28, Lions lead it, fourth down. Four yards to go. Chuck, I'm telling you that next week with Anderson and then, boy, those final games that yeah. we've got coming up on the schedule. Hanover, Franklin, Bluffton, and then Rose. Dropping back <clears throat> is Warren. Warren throws it into the flat complete to Diesler and knocked down right away by Riley. Yeah. Boy, great tackle by Riley, but they did get the first yeah, they down. they get the first down. The clock continues to run. We're under 50 seconds. Be curious to see if they use any of their more timeouts to try to score. We're under 40 seconds now. First down, 10. 35 seconds to go in the ballgame. This could be the final play. Ball at the 37-yard line of the mount. Stepping up Warren. Warren got hit as he throws. Ball is complete on the play by Martin. Martin caught it at the 7-yard line, and he is stopped right there by Riley. Otherwise, he would have had a score, and now Defiance well, is going to use a timeout. Yep, there's their timeout. Riley fell down on the play, and pretty easy reception there, completion. So This is important to Defiance. I think they want to get back on the scoreboard. Yeah, well, no question about it. And, uh, you know, 35 points if they score here and convert the PAT. You know, I think at this point they probably are into moral victories and you know, scoring 35, even though it was mostly against our second team defense. They they want to have something they can build on. And, um, you know, on the other hand, we would prefer not to give up 35 points. But uh, Well, 35 would be the most points they scored all year. Well, the other thing is, you know, we're, we're very close to the top 25. And then if somebody looks at, well, they gave up 35 points to a team that couldn't win a game this year. You know, and again, without knowing all the situation, the backups playing and things. So, you know, it, it means something to both teams here. So I'd really like to keep them out of the end zone if we could. 22.2 seconds to go. You know, our other guys are getting valuable playing time here. Defiance has it at the Mount 7-yard line. Warren, the quarterback. Warren out of the shotgun, looks up the middle, now cuts to the right, now back to the left, gets away from a couple of tackles, to the five, he's going to be hit at the five and dropped right there, and Defiance will use their final timeout. And we will also, 12.1 seconds to go in the ball game. Your score, it's the Mount 55, Defiance 28 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Thank you, Delhi Liquor Store, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Delhi Liquor Store, 5193 Delhi Pike and Thank you, NYPD Pizza, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. NYPD Pizza, 5329 Foley Road and NYPDPizza.com. Thank you, Cincinnati Open Box Outlet, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Cincinnati Open Box Outlet, 6252 Glenway Avenue, openboxoutlet.com. Well, Chuck, we've got 12.1 seconds left to go, and the Lions here on second down, goal to go for Defiance. Need a stop. Ball resting at the six-yard line. Yeah, any ball that's in play, the clock's going to run out. Warren looks into the end zone, throws the fade into the end zone, and that is going to be caught. But he was out of bounds, Chuck. He, 
He cut through the back end zone and came back inbounds. Oh, low women now. He's, is the ref going to? No, no, they're, they're not going to call it. But when I was watching down there, he ran out of bounds off the back end line and came back in and caught the ball for the touchdown. Well, it's going to stand. There's no challenge flags here at all. And I'm throwing one. <laughs> Yeah, so that makes it, it 55-34, 4.1 seconds to go. Boy, that was just an easy call and a miss. And the extra point is up, and it is good. We'll just keep it right here. Lions are going to go to 5-0 overall, and they will be 2-0 in the Heartland Conference. Defiance now will be 0-5, and they will be 0-2 and Heartland Conference play. Lions with a 20-point victory here this afternoon. Cornell Beecham was going out. Yeah, he, he still wants he's, Yeah, he's, well, I think he's talked him into it, you know. But I would think they would just squib it and we would fall on it. But, you know, we talked at halftime. It was, what, 41-7 to maybe. And, you know, the final score, whatever, it's going to be misleading. And, and this is clearly misleading. But again, you know, the pollsters, they look at final scores. They, well, they only win by 20 points against a team they should beat by 30 or 40. But, uh, you know, hey, everybody got the play, or most people did. And, you know, you get a chance to put stuff on tape, and some good, some not so good. And, you know, you earn your playing time in those close games. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a 20-point victory. Anytime you win a game, you got to be happy. So 5-0, uh, and oh, couldn't ask for anything better. Like you say, 2-0 and oh in the conference, going to Anderson next week. And Sanchez will kick it off for Defiance. I would doubt we'll see an onside kick here, but you never know. Yeah, I, yeah, I would have just assumed they would just kind of squib it. We would fall on it, but Cornell's in. I'm telling you, he gets the ball, he's going to run it. Oh, yeah. And he may have told everybody right now, just let the ball come right to me. So, Sanchez will kick it off, and it is going to be a squib. And it'll hit Zane Van Dyne, Zane Dine just let it right about the yeah. 35, and that'll do it. Nice job by the clock keeper. Just get it over with. Yep. <laughs> so your final score here this afternoon, it is the Mount 55 and Defiance 35. 